0: You are now listening to episode 26 of I'm an Adult, Now What? hosted by Jade Pattendon. In this episode, I'm joined by Robin Ross. She's a good friend of mine and she is an actor, mother, voice actor, teacher. She really does all. I really look up to her and I'm really grateful for all the advice she's given me. She's really sweet, funny, um, and she's just like a passionate woman about life and it's contagious I really appreciate her energy and everything she's done for me and I'm really excited to have her on this podcast episode. I hope you enjoy the things she had to say because I know I did. This episode is very special to me so without further ado, here we go. Hello, I'm here with Robin Ross. Hey, Hi, Robin. <laughs> thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for coming. I feel like you're like my, I always call you my set mom.
1: I love it. I yeah. love that you do. Well, I feel like you're my surrogate daughter. Aww. So there you go. <laughs> and then I also feel somewhat cool because someone as cool as yourself sometimes wants to
0: hang out with me. Of course, I love hanging out <laughs> with you. I like hanging out with you more than I like hanging out with a Aww. lot of
1: people. <laughs> Maybe because I really did live in the 90s, like as an adult.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, like Kate, okay, so the age difference between us is like quite a bit, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Like in Very, all honesty. Mm-hmm.
1: But- it's me doing math. Like yeah it's 23 years it's yeah. a lot like you literally could be my child
0: yeah yeah but it's like I, I know
1: but I, I don't feel that at all no no like but you're play, an old soul yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but every time I say you're my set mom it's just because oh you're I do not take offense I love but like it's it. if Actually, you ever
1: like... do need a new mom <laughs> I'm so happy to be there <laughs> I'm
0: so happy to adopt I you So too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no which is nice though because it's like I feel like I can talk to you about a lot of things and yeah. then you have so much wisdom. It's like, nice to Aww, have that. Thank you. Can you tell my daughter that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> shout out to Sienna. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sienna. <laughs> no
0: shade, no shade. Okay, <laughs> let's start with some questions for you, Robin. Okay. Okay, if you could have front row seats to any concert, who would you like to see?
1: Oh, it's so good. Um, I kind of feel fulfilled in this realm already. Uh, <laughs> Kind of everyone who I loved seeing is dead. Mm. Um, I think one of my faves was Prince. Oh, for amazing. sure, I would love to see him a million more times. It hurts, still hurts that he's gone. Yeah. Um, I loved, and one of my other best favorite concerts of all time was Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Saw her at the Griffith Observatory up in in the hills in Los Angeles, it was outdoors.
2: Oh my god. She
1: danced the face off the 20-something-year-olds. She was in her 60s. And Cyndi Lauper opened for her. Cyndi Lauper was already famous. Wow. But she was like, I can't believe Tina Turner asked me to open. Who's going to say no? And she was super pregnant at the time. And she was just rocking out. And she, oh my God, it was amazing. But yeah, those were the two best concerts I've ever been to. I saw Michael Jackson in concert. Oh, you did? I did. I saw him in the, uh, which was it? Maybe Bad? think it was bad maybe oh, thriller my god mm-hmm. my dad took my whole family it was amazing but the thing is i was young so yeah. i don't really like it didn't remembered. yeah hit me as much as it would have if i was older right um but i think the only one that i haven't seen in concert now that i would like to is madonna
2: oh okay
1: don't love her anymore as a i mean i don't hate her but i just as a person she's interesting <laughs> um but she's an amazing entertainer, and mm-hmm. I love th- how political sometimes her pieces get. And just for the entertainment of that, right? I would love to see her. Nice. But then you know, then there's Beethoven and Mozart and Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone, Billy Hall, They're all dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like I would love to see Queen, but like, oh goodness, gone, yes. You
1: know? Although I hear Adam Lambert's really good.
0: Yeah, I think he would be too. He's an amazing singer, but it's It's just it's not the same. It's not the same. It just would have been like so cool to see that. I agree. And to see oh gosh, who would I want to see front row that's alive?
1: See, nobody like kinda really floors me anymore.
0: No. I would love to see Beyonce front row. Oh, for sure. Because it says oh, front sure. row, you know? Oh, my know? God.
1: And the value of that ticket would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I and mean, she's such an entertainer. That would be I true. think
0: I'd be blown away because I had, like, yeah. nosebleed seats and uh, I was, like, standing there mesmerized, like, not even dancing at some points.
1: Yeah. I think she is the, the voice of your generation and she is iconic. Yeah. As iconic as Michael Jackson would have been back in my generation. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah.
0: Michael Jackson could dance yeah. as well as, like, yeah. sing. Like, it yeah. was a performance. It wasn't just like, Same
1: with Madonna. Well, yeah. Madonna was a dancer before she became a singer. She's not really a singer. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. say that, Madonna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's like you value her overall, so it's like Yeah, <laughs> as a
1: performer. Yeah. I'd much rather see a good performance with someone who doesn't have an amazing voice yeah. than someone who has an amazing voice but just kind of walks back and forth on the stage. Yeah. Not going to mention any name, Sade, but anyway. Uh. Um <laughs> amazing voice yeah one of the most boring concerts I've ever been to my life she just literally walked back and forth on the stage
0: interesting I think we've
1: just come to expect a show yeah because that was what the 80s was all about Mm -hmm. so I got used to that right I saw Janet Jackson she
0: was really good oh my gosh you've seen so many incredible people well
1: I bet you somebody in 20 years from now would say the same thing of you for the concerts you've gone to
0: yeah that's true Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, that's you admiring
1: my teenage generation days but then I'd be like oh that would have been neat to see Elvis or that would have been neat to I don't know who's in the 70s like Jim Morrison or I don't know
0: yeah no that's true yeah yeah I think it's, it's like always like that. I know. I think I just don't value them right now, but I probably yep. will. In the That's future.
1: why you got to see Midnight in Paris. Yeah. Remember that was that movie I told you about.
0: Was that the Owen Wilson? One? Yes. Okay. I have seen that, but I don't remember. Oh, that. okay.
1: It's everybody always loving the generation before. Right. And then they go all the way back to these philosophers that are sitting in the late 1800s during the revolution or something in their the cafe. And oh. they're also reminiscing about the writers and the poets and the artists before them. Oh, so it's okay. like never ending.
0: Gotcha. So we're just just like never satisfied <laughs> yeah because yeah.
1: the 90s is all coming back in now because you were born in the 90s yeah and now the styles the clothes the tv shows the revamps of everything even music styles and that's clothing so styles true. right
0: yeah no that's so true like the remakes of like sabrina right and like even though it's not the same but yeah it's still like- so all the
1: kids that are between 10 and 14 now are like oh the 90s was so
0: cool yeah yeah 100 percent Yeah. I think there's also something about like the people that you just missed, like people like Michael Jackson and it's like we got a taste of it and then And then they were gone. Yeah. And it's like by the time you get to the age where you can make the decision to go to a concert and like buy tickets, it's like too late. Yeah. So True. Good thing your dad took you to my concert. Good
1: thing, Dad. I knew I had to thank him for something. (laughs) There we go. That's it.
0: Oh, man, that would have been so cool. Michael Jackson's It like, was. It was. I mean,
1: I it was epic, but I didn't know how epic. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Have you ever gone to one and felt disappointed because you loved the music so much and then you were like, oh, this so wasn't as good as I would hope it to be? No. You know? No? No.
0: What about you? The Shard Oh well,
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think there was some ones like Billy Joel... Because I grew up listening to Billy Joel, loving Billy Joel. And then he kind of was, by the time I saw him, he was this fat, middle-aged man sitting at a piano, kind of half drunk, singing. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is kind of, yeah, let down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's fair. I think
1: that's why I never went to go see Elton John, because I'm kind of scared of the same thing. Like, I don't want to be let down.
0: Yeah. No, that's so fair. Yeah. Because I think, like, why I love... Coldplay and even Beyonce, they, you could tell they had so much gratitude for being in the position that they were in and for people like coming to their concert, even though they're so at the level where they don't need to be But they like know that. who,
1: they know who's paying their bills, essentially. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, they should be grateful for that. Yeah. You know who I actually saw that I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. with? I had taken my daughter when she was young to see Katy Perry. She is oh, such yeah. a showman, like she a show person. Right, Sorry. <laughs> and she was a fantastic entertainer but the person I was most surprised pleasantly surprised about who I ended up actually really liking her after I saw the concert and didn't have that high regard for her before the concert right. was Miley Cyrus interesting I was just like oh my gosh I have to go to Miley Cyrus <laughs> and I also thought she was a spoiled little brat that came off Hannah Montana but I saw the show I saw a girl who had to be in, in the public eye Mm-hmm. Everyone watching her as she grew up and made mistakes right. kind of got forced maybe into stuff maybe she didn't have a choice over when she was young.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But she was doing her concert and her, her music and she was giving such a great performance. And it was uh, Valentine's Day. Mm. And there was uh, a young woman sitting in front of me, maybe nineteen twenty. 20. Um, she had Down syndrome. She was there with her mom. She loved, loved, loved Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. And... Miley had two stages, the one at the main front of the big coliseum mm-hmm. and then she had put one mid-coliseum so people who were way at the back would have a good view and the people who had bought front row tickets, mm-hmm. they'd have to turn around and look at her back. So I thought that was pretty cool yeah. that she gave everybody kind of front row. right? And so she was close enough to my section where this girl who would have been in the very back section of the, um, of the stadium
3: mm-hmm.
1: was shouting her name, Miley, Miley, Miley. And Miley looked up at her and she saw her because we were like maybe eight rows up from that middle stage. Right. And she looked at that girl and she like blew her a kiss and like it made her life. And people were throwing roses on the stage because it was Valentine's Day. Oh. And at the end of, first of all, she said, Jolene, she's like, I'm going to dedicate it to my friend up there in the eighth row she did that so she sang it to her and literally looked at her the whole time and was singing to her and this girl was singing knew all the words loved it and then she had all the roses that were thrown down at her gathered up and they brought some I don't know her bouncer guy or whatever brought the roses to this girl and they said Miley wanted you to have these
0: that is so sweet
1: I know oh, and I'm like no one told her to do that no public publicist no one knew that girl was going to be there no one knew anything and that was just on her own accord so right. gained a huge amount of respect for her oh. and she's a very good singer
0: yeah oh that's so cute that's yeah. so nice to hear so
1: nice to hear so it's those things that the, the media never you know exposed yeah, yeah. Never, like I never or would they might have not heard even know story. about yeah
0: yeah no that's so sweet because it's more like genuine and, yeah yeah it shows like who that person the real is
1: real human side of her mm-hmm. and yeah. you know what she's allowed to can we swear on the show okay
3: (laughs) she's allowed to fuck up we all
1: do i'm unfortunately when she does though it's just always smeared all over the public eye and then people can form opinions without really knowing who she is
0: yeah no it's true yeah no i like respect that a lot Mm -hmm. Mm because we all make mistakes (laughs) see so
1: there's my one word answer for your
0: (laughs) answer. oh it's all good no it's a good answer or like multiple answers yeah in in a good way What's your proudest accomplishment? Oh, my proudest accomplishment. Oh,
1: well, you know, I'm going to be sappy because <laughs> I threw shade at her earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Sienna, I love you. <laughs> yeah. This is really sappy, but honest to God, my proudest accomplishment is my daughter.
0: I knew you were going to say that. You knew yeah. I was going to say that because <laughs> I, I don't
1: talk about her ever at all.
0: <laughs> and I think it's
1: it's for more than one reason. Mm-hmm. It's... um. Oh, my gosh. I'm totally going to get emotional. Oh, that's fine. Um, I think it's because I, myself, didn't have a great relationship with my mom. Right. Still don't. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Yeah. And And um, I was always scared to have a child because I thought, God, what if I do these things to my kid and my kid doesn't like me? And what yeah. if I screw up? Or I'm never going to know how to be a good mom.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, because I never was shown mm-hmm. how to be. Um. And I think I was able to break the cycle. At least my daughter and I have talked about it. I've gone to therapy and I literally would always think about how I would have wanted it if I could have it the way that I could have had it. Right. Loving and supportive and all those things. And I feel like that's my biggest accomplishment. The fact that I was able to break the cycle. Yeah. And hopefully raise... Um, a child that lo- likes her mom, if not loves her mom. Yeah. I'm pretty certain she loves her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, put another human into this world who is socially responsible, environmentally responsible, and maybe will make a difference enough in a way that it's not just more air breathing on this or someone just taking right. more air on this earth, but mm-hmm. a, who will make a actual difference in this world. right? So that, you know... At the end of the day, I could look back on my career and say this, that, this, that, but nothing fulfills me in the way that being a mom does.
0: Nice. Yeah. And to think
1: I wasn't even going to have kids.
0: Yeah, you were? No, in
1: my mind, I was like, eh, if I have my career and I'm 35 and I have nothing else to do, maybe I will.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But the
1: universe had other plans for me. Mm. I always say she was the best mistake I could have ever made. (laughs) again she's gonna like oh she'll never listen to this it's okay <laughs> she doesn't like podcasts it's for old people oh my god even though i know so many of her friends that listen to them i don't know what it is that's hilarious. she's 19 and she thinks they're for old people but anyway um yeah that
0: that's so sweet that. i've never met her but it sounds like she's on the right path. that's
1: crazy you guys have to meet each yeah. other
0: it's so interesting you're gonna fun.
1: also freak out about how different we are
0: oh really oh we are so different (laughs) I feel like I find it hilarious like seeing the contrast
1: it's kind of a comedy in its own (laughs) right but you know what I love that she's her own person she's very secure with who she is and I admire that I wish I had a little bit of what she had when I was her age but right um yeah it's a it's good yin yang balance
0: yeah yeah I mean maybe you've passed on like wisdom to her to make her not be like whoever you were when you were younger true that yeah
1: Although she'd never admit it, but yeah.
0: <laughs> what advice would you give to the, you said Sienna's 19. Yeah. What advice would you give to the 19-year-old Robin? Oh God, so much. <laughs>
1: so much. If you could only go back and do it again. Uh, I think a lot of it is what lots of people would say um, mm-hmm. when they look back at themselves then. Um don't care so much. I wasn't, I did walk to the beat of my own drum. I kind of, if, if anything, I'm more insecure about my instincts now because I had my daughter all my life going, are you going to wear that? Or, or um, like yeah. certain things like that. Yeah. Or your makeup looks like a little too much or whatever. So I got, became really insecure with her. But oh, um, but when I mean don't care what people say, like uh, I was always so... Scared to say no. I always felt like I had to be the one who was really nice, Mm. and it was just like you are nice. Trust that you're nice. You have a good heart. You don't have to do everything for everyone to prove that. Right. You know. Mm. Then you're spreading yourself too thin. So it'd be about that, Mm -hmm. and it would also be about. I think don't don't be so damn hard on yourself. I still am. I still don't know how to figure that one out mm-hmm. so I'm sure one day you'll be asking me what what does your 80 year old self want to say to your <laughs> you know 40 50 year old self and I'd still say the same thing don't be so hard on yourself
0: right yeah um no that's interesting it's uh to hear that it's something you're still trying to figure out still you know yeah because it's always something that lingers yeah and you're trying to like figure it out
1: But most of all, I really liked my 20-year-old self in a way because my 20-year-old self was much more free in the sense that it was like, I'll just do it and figure it out after. Mm. Now I'm so about, oh, well, what if it doesn't work out and I need to be responsible and what if, that those fears kind of inhibit me. Right. But I think I loved that about my 20-year-old self that I get, but that's very, that is very 20s where you're just like, the world is, you're discovering everything. And it's like, you jump and then you figure it out. Yeah. And you don't let all those other things weigh you down. But it, in in a figurative sense, they've stopped me from singing and dancing. And,
0: you mm. know, and
1: I need more singing and dancing back in my life.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. But do you think that fear comes from being a mother now? Like, do you think...
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because it raises the whole responsibility game. It's not yeah. just you you have to think about anymore. Mm-hmm. But... I think fear set in of also like, even though you get really comfortable with yourself in some ways, there's other ways where you're also more aware. So there is that ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And there was things back then I didn't even think about. Right. That now when I think about them, they bring so much fear. But I Mm. wasn't even aware of them back then. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. No, it does make sense. Um,
1: For example, like if I was going to go into an audition back then, I'd be like, I'll just go in and do it. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, if I go in, if the executive is there or what if they've already hired someone in LA and this is a Mm -hmm. fake audition or, you know, oh, I don't see me being the kind of person they're going to look for. They would probably want someone like this, this and this, like all these things Mm -hmm. that I'm talking myself out of where it just didn't even cross my mind when I was younger.
0: Interesting. Yeah. 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 The fearless Robin. The fearless Robin. (laughs) Yeah, the, Looking for her. Yeah, well, she's still in there. Okay, good. Just, I'm gonna get her back. No, yeah, you should. No, I. She's like, probably
1: in Bora Bora having a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> find
0: her. Well, now that you've shown me that TV clip, I'm like, I can oh, kind of picture Oh God, this. no! <laughs> of the 20-year-old. They
1: don't know. Now, they right? don't know yeah, what we're talking to, about. Yeah, they don't We don't
0: need to mention it. But you know, like. <laughs> i can just see it like
1: i showed jade an old show that i did that nobody should ever have to see in fact if they wanted to torture people like in i don't know somewhere where they torture people like human rights violations they could just put on my old show 15 and people could watch (laughs) and they would their eyeballs would fall out of their (laughs) anyways
0: I've honestly seen way worse okay good to know like definitely so well it is in the
1: Nickelodeon genre but oh so bad even now it's so much better than it was but
0: that's so funny hey if
1: Ryan Reynolds could get as famous as he did
0: (laughs) yeah there you go he was was
1: probably one of the best actors on that show oh really let me know what you think after you I'll
0: watch burn your eyeballs out from watching it (laughs) and check it out no it's cool that you did that that was fun that was fun I mean, honestly, like of all the people I've ever met, you've had the wildest life in the best way, meaning that like every time I see you, you have a new story that you tell me. Oh, I'm like, yeah. What
1: in the world? Pretty much so. I I feel very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's better when other people who knew me back then are around because then they can verify these stories because otherwise it seems like, oh, um, so-and-so, I was a spy too. Or did this? Oh, I did that too. I was there. I went to the moon too. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it almost feels weird. But I have to tell you that was the difference between, no offense, Canada, mm. but that was the difference between living in Vancouver yeah. and living in New York and mm. L.A. and and florence italy and
2: mm-hmm. whatever
1: things happen when you're in new york and la right. you meet people from everywhere you meet movers and shakers and doers way more in new york than la but anyway you just meet mm-hmm. talkers in la but um, <laughs> situations and experiences can happen yeah. also i was so open to them happening right. but i have to tell you my life from say 2001 till now yeah has gotten so much more boring. Mm. And that's pretty much the time that I came back to Vancouver. It's just yeah. I don't have as many stories as I had. So I now just have to tell the ones from my days of old. Way better. <laughs> way, way better.
0: Oh, my goodness. Is that just because, Um, yeah, the people in Vancouver just, they're not as like the go-getter type as yeah. New Yorkers basically.
1: Hey, if you could go skiing and like hang out on the beach or go for a hike, great. That's pretty much what people want to do. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I know people are probably pissed and rolling their eyes right now listening to this.
0: (laughs) but (laughs) They're mad because they know it's true. (laughs) Listen, if
1: you want to move and shake, you're not living in Vancouver. You're living Mm. in Vancouver to chill, smoke some weed. I don't Mm. know. Like, go for a hike. Ski. Interesting.
3: But but
1: when you're going to New York, you're going to go in that rat race to become the best you can be and push your way through and... You know you you can't do it alone there so you need to kind of meet people and have a support network and there is great community community in Vancouver I'm not saying that I love right. the people that I've met here and that have became become my people. Right. But things just work differently on the East Coast. So mm-hmm. it's not only a U.S.-Canada thing. Right. I think there's just so many more people there too. Millions more people. Right. Hundreds of millions more people. Yeah. So of course uh, more things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Ladies, if you're single, you got a far better shot out there. Let me just
2: tell uh, you.
0: <laughs> uh, PSA. <laughs> PSA. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: I can't tell you how many years I've been single. Um, <laughs> not for long when I move back. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... I think, and I think things just get done over there. And, you know, interesting things can happen in LA too, but in a different way. And I think it just comes down to pure numbers mm-hmm. and who drives people to be in the big city there and what drives them to be there, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I you just could- got to watch out for those like star fucker social climbers.
0: Oh, in like New York?
1: No, in LA.
0: Oh, in LA. They, I'm sure they exist in oh, New York, but there's so God. many other
1: people who literally know they need to put in the work to get it out. Like, right. they're overachievers in New York. You know there's always someone smarter, um, prettier, more educated, more mm. talented in New York. You know you'll never be ever at the top because there's always someone above you. Right. But in LA, it's like, who you know and who you blow still is like that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: so Doesn't glad i can say 30 me things on this <laughs> yeah. podcast i marked as explicit it's good to go okay good um that's so funny i was literally talking about the la versus new york um kind of debate the other day just saying like how because i've never been to either right so i'm oh, I like i so curious can't wait oh. till you see new york i'm going like- to show
1: you in new york you you might never want to leave.
0: That's what I'm scared of. Yeah. Because I feel like I really love Vancouver and I love being here and stuff. And it's just like you said, like you find people that are your people. Yeah. In your people. community and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I've always been the type that I'm like, okay, what can I do next? Okay, I've done that. You what can so I do
1: are. You are so a go-getter. <laughs> yeah. The... Here's the thing. I'm. You might know her too. Zara Durrani. Do you know Zara? Oh, uh, no. Okay. So she's a friend of mine and she is a huge go-getter. Very much an East Coast kind of chick. Okay. Awesome chick. Smart. Talented. Anyway, she worked her butt off while she was here to do red carpet interviews and fashion stuff. She was always very involved She put so much time and effort in, and I can't put my finger on how many years it was exactly, but I'm going to say around five. Sorry if I'm wrong, Zara. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, Disclaimer. could be a year or two off. But she put in so much time and effort and literally got nowhere Mm -hmm. with it here. Everyone was too scared for her ideas. Everyone Mm -hmm. said, sure, and then never followed through. It just, she constantly felt like she was hitting walls. Okay. So I had told her about... This lover I had in Paris, it sounds so exciting, (laughs) Um, but it was this guy I was just seeing casually-ish in Paris and Mm -hmm. I'd go there and he'd come here and we'd spend time together and we still adore each other. We're not really seeing each other anymore, but Mm -hmm. we love each other's brains and talents and and just, he is a great human being, Mm -hmm. but I would tell her about it and she's like, you know, I just feel like I should go to Paris, like maybe that's where I need to be. And I said, Well, what's holding you back? She's not married, she doesn't have kids. She's like, Nothing. Hmm. So she next time I see her, she's like, So guess what? I got an Airbnb. I'm gonna be moving to Paris. I'm gonna try it out, and see how it goes. Well, within one year, mm. she's doing red carpet interviews in Cannes, the Cannes oh, Film Fest. No way. Yeah. She works for FHM.
2: Are you serious? Yeah. Oh.
1: She's their um like a journalist for FHM. She's sent all over the Middle East. She works all over Paris. She has conglomerate people that she's doing work with for different news outlets. She publishes her magazine. She did that here too, but now it's like doing so, so well. Mm -hmm. And she's just like all, she said finally... I see the results of the work that I'm putting in. Mm. That's the difference.
0: So she got more traction. Once Way she more
1: traction. <laughs> so that's all I feel like it is. I felt mm-hmm. like, you know how they say work smarter, not harder? Yeah. I just feel like if you go to a place that's accepting of new people, new things, more fearless. Yeah. And Vancouver, it's quite conservative and everybody's scared to make a mistake. Right. And everyone wants to go with what they know. Yeah. But everybody's about, there's just so transient in New York and there's always, like I said, the bigger, the brighter, the more educated, whatever, Mm -hmm. everyone's always trying out new things. Right. And it's, people are moving and coming and going and there's new people and the old people left and, Mm. you know, so I don't know. I think it's just an atmosphere that allows for that.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Would you say that it's like fast paced in New York?
1: It is, but you can really find your solace if you want to. Right. Like, there's so many places. If you go as a tourist, you're like, oh, my God, this is so exhausting. How could I ever live here? Mm. Like, the Times Square and the people and this, that, the other. People that live there, they always, A, don't go to all the tourist areas, Mm. but B... Really, can find peace in in many places all over the city that other people who don't live there would never know about.
0: Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would almost be easier to try and find um, peace within like the hustle and bustle than to find like the motivation and to pick up the pace. Couldn't in put such it a relaxed better. Relax myself. That because was it's... yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I struggle with. Gazillion percent. With.
1: It's so because easy you to can quiet down the synergistic energy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want it, it's there, it's all around you, but if you want to take a step back, you can. Whereas here, if you try and get it going, but you're trying to get it going with nobody who's kind of fueling that energy, everything just ends up falling flat, and then you end up expending it, but not getting refueled by somebody else. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Because it's so easy to just fall into, like, the, I don't know, the nice beach lifestyle where you just pull up to the beach and spend the whole day there and it's like it's so nice but then to be like lethargic
1: and just kind of hang out and be like yeah cool man no probs you know it's so easy what's the word I'm looking for to just get um when you have no motivation just get complacent I guess yeah yeah it's really easy to do that yeah comfortable other than the rent how much money you have to make a month but yeah
0: true yeah you have to hustle for that but then in your free time. So yeah. like you only have so much. Exactly. And I just find that a lot of people are just looking to relax. Yeah, that's only. what I was going to say. It's a
1: great community, <laughs> mm-hmm. but if you're ever having a party, make sure you invite 10 times the amount of people you want there because <laughs> yes. sure enough that morning you're gonna get all these texts and phone calls going oh it's raining yeah. oh you know I'm just gonna hang in my bed looks really comfortable or you know yeah, I mean? <laughs> and that
0: kind of thing and you're like yeah oh, okay yeah yeah so I think that's like kind of the only thing that I struggle with in Vancouver yeah is that
1: the? I mean how old were you when you left Scotland um like 12 almost 12 12 but even there did you feel were you in Edinburgh I was in Edinburgh and then the countryside. When when you were in Edinburgh, excuse me if you remember it. Mm-hmm. Did you remember as a child feeling the kind of buzz of a city?
0: Mm, like a little bit, but it's also very rainy and gray and dull there. So I do remember it being kind of like like glum. You okay, know? and I feel like so non
1: motivational as well.
0: In yeah, in a way, but I feel like I didn't really notice or care as much because I had like my sisters and yeah. play video games. Yeah. And, you know, there's always some sort of entertainment. You had that- your
1: own little posse in which you guys were always doing stuff. These are the yeah. most motivated sisters I've ever seen in my life, guys. <laughs> Super. You. They're all talented. They're all beautiful. It's just like what was in the water when your parents <laughs> conceived you? Maybe it's just your parents. I don't know. Got a good combination going, but anyway.
2: <laughs> wow, thank you so much. It's like <laughs>
1: all that talent and beauty should not be in one family. Oh, that's geez. not that's not You and the Platt family. You know who Ben Platt is? (laughs)
0: Um, He's on
1: a TV show. He was in Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway, but he's in that TV show called The Politician.
0: Yes. Yeah, I know who you mean that.
1: Guys, if you podcast him or anyone in his family, Mm -hmm. they are all so insanely talented. It's almost disgusting.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: it's, It's... It's like, how can you all be good looking, talented? So I guess whatever water your parents were drinking, maybe (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) Guys are around the same age.
0: Oh, oh, really? Yeah, That's hilarious.
1: That's interesting.
0: (laughs) We're going to have to check this out. Yeah. (laughs) I'm curious. That's hilarious. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. But yeah, I think like having my family helps me a lot because if I wasn't around them, I feel like I would lose my motivation so quick. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because, um, yeah, it's just we're always doing something. and It's like we help each other out and just having that community where it's like, you know, if I have a project I want to do, if it involves like power tools and stuff, I like ask my dad if he can help me. And then it's kind of like you hold. That's so lovely. Yeah. Like you hold someone accountable for something that they said they want to do in a way. Because he's like, oh, like, let's go do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You
3: said you wanted to do this.
0: Instead of me just, like, talking and then never fulfilling it. It's so nice. It's kind of nice. I feel like just recently I'm realizing the power of having that in my life. Yeah. Um, Because,
1: yeah. I don't think that would be ever worth giving up, to be honest.
2: Yeah.
0: No.
1: I mean, with the world, it is the way it is today. There's no reason you couldn't go for two months and go hang out there and get some stuff done, like started mm-hmm. fires, you know, get some fires started or kindled and then yeah. have them burn and come back here and do stuff. So you have your family and then go back. Like you don't have to be in one place.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. And I think it would be a shame not to go and try another place. Yeah, Like just,
1: I am scared though. I feel like if you get a feeling of the vibe in New York, yeah. you get a little bit of the New York medicine, yeah, you're they say it's like an addiction. Like whatever the opposite of heroin would be because it's basically a speed. Right. But they say you're just like, whoa, anything. That's how I feel when I'm in New York. That's Mm -hmm. a perfect way to say I. I feel like anything is possible. Right. Whereas I don't feel that here. Yeah. And I know that is a lot of a mindset, but like I said, again, if you're constantly doing things and you're not seeing any results coming of
0: it. Yeah.
1: You start to think, oh my, it's probably not possible.
0: Yeah. Well, that's true, because that's another reason why, like, with you, I'm like, whenever I talk to you about stuff, it's like I don't have that feeling of like, oh, this might be a bit of a long shot of an idea, but right. it's always, it feels like you know it's possible. That's Does that make sense? I'm
1: in a New York state of mind. Yeah, which
0: is amazing, <laughs> but not everyone is. You know, I, okay. I, mean, I feel like when I talk to people, a lot of the time I'm trying to make other people realize that whatever they want is possible. Right. It's like I'm trying to convince them, which and can be a bit draining. And to dreamy. say it's not? Because yeah. even
1: when people in the past have historically have been told something's impossible, yeah, the reason why they're in history is because they proved that it is possible. Exactly. So you guys, moral of the story, don't let anyone tell you things aren't possible because you could be the first damn person who's ever done it.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like it's not necessarily like these people that I'm talking to are like, oh, it's not possible. Like they're not necessarily being pessimistic, but they're just... Um, their scope of what they want in life isn't like reaching as far as I know they could be reaching. Right. Like I see their talents and I'm like, you can really pu- putting their own
1: limits on themselves basically yeah, because they're
0: comfortable. Yeah. And so I, or fear. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm kind of realizing I need to backtrack on that because it's like, I'm putting out so much energy trying to convince them, right? Of, and I'm losing my own fuel. Well, I was gonna say, yeah,
1: you could take that and put it on yourself. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm like recently just realizing it yeah. to try and do that, but it's just refreshing when you talk to people who they're like, "Oh, yeah, that is possible." And then it's just like a bouncing back of that energy versus just trying to give motivational energy to someone who's yeah. not very motivated. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, like I'm like because oh, they're they're gonna to-.
1: have to figure that out for themselves.
0: Yeah. And it's just nice when you get... I think
1: the moral of the story too also is find people who are your biggest fans Mm -hmm. and not in a where they give you everything way and you don't give back, but they fuel you enough so that you feel charged so that you can not only give back, but then go focus and do the things that they believed in you for. Yeah. Because when I'm I'm saying these things to you, it's Mm -hmm. not work on my behalf. I so believe in you. I adore who you are as a human being. I -hmm. think you're talented. I think you're beautiful. I think... You have so much effing potential and maybe certain days, like I know you're confident about what you can do, but Mm. I think maybe on the days, maybe you might be doubting that a little bit or Mm. like you said, aren't fully sure. Yeah. It takes nothing for me to go, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody needs that person in their life. Yeah
0: oh I'm gonna get emotional (laughs) but like I don't feel
1: depleted when I give that to you right and because there's so many gifts that you give me in return and it's not hopefully you don't feel depleted either it's like this reciprocal thing that's a natural thing
0: yeah no that that's true and that does make sense yeah for sure yeah I never feel drained when I talk to you like ever
1: yeah, me neither, yeah. me neither, me neither.
0: So it's like, yeah, New York state of mind, I guess. There you go. <laughs> uh, there and you I go. think you've passed that on to me because I've never been, but... Good. Okay, so you are from Vancouver. Yes. And then you moved to New York when exactly?
1: I moved to New York um, in 1994.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And it was because we were filming the the show I was talking about was the Nickelodeon teen soap. Very much a soap. Uh, <laughs> The last seasons were filmed at Universal Studios in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why, it's just kind of like, I don't want to go back to Vancouver. I don't feel like I fit there. Right. Um, so, anyways, I had met Mickey Rooney. He was an actor from, like, the 30s and 40s. Do you know who Mickey Rooney no. is? Okay, Mickey Rooney was in the original Black Stallion. Okay. Um, Mickey Rooney was, in um, Night at the Museum, he was kind of the portly old guy. Mm, okay, Um, he used to do shows with Judy Garland back in the day. He was married to all the most famous actresses back then. He had a show called Andy Hardy himself, but he was one of the most famous actors from back then. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was doing the new Black Stallion series and he was the, the manager of the horse, I guess. And he kind of ran things and then he had this kid that rode this horse under him. Mm -hmm. So him and I were talking, I was guest starring on the show and we were talking and, Um, I got close to him and his manager and his manager's like, I mean, kind of like on a grandfather level. Okay. His manager's like, Mickey's going to be doing a show in Chicago, Sugar Babies on whatever like their Broadway is. He's like, why don't you come see it? We can fly you out on points. Mm -hmm. You should come see it. And I was like, oh, I'd love to. That'd be amazing. Long story short, I get hit by a car on my bike. Oh it was a really God. pretty bad accident and mm-hmm. I couldn't go anywhere. And they said, that's okay. He's going to be doing another show called the Will Rogers Follies on Broadway in New York mm-hmm. in like a month and a half. So why don't you just come there instead?
3: Oh my and
1: I'd been there once when I was like 17 or 18.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but hadn't spent more than a couple days in the city. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is going to be fun. Well, so I went to go see him in the show, and after no joke, two days, I was like, that's it. I need to live here. Mm -hmm. I've never in my life felt so in tune with a place or people.
2: Crazy. It was
1: really like, it was just one of these things like, I'm like, I have to live here. Right. So I extended my trip. I was supposed to be there a week and a half. I extended for another week and a half, so I was there three weeks. Mm -hmm. I came home. I gave notice in my apartment building. Mm -hmm. Within a week, my friends had packed me up, drove me to Seattle, and I flew back to New York to live. Okay, not so. knowing really a soul other than them, but they didn't live there full time. Mm-hmm. And I just did it, and made it work. And it. I'm like, this is where I need to be.
0: Crazy. Yeah. So did it feel like you were kind of returning home when you totally. got to New York?
1: It was so funny because I'd only lived in New York for three or four months and I'd come back to visit my family for something. And I was like, well, when I get back home, and they're like, what do you what do you mean? Like...
2: You are home. You are
1: home. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm already calling New York home. Like that is... Wow. Yeah yeah
0: and so your goal now is to go back to new york that is
1: my goal i was going to wait till my daughter graduated high school Mm -hmm. because literally this was the most wonderful place again gratitude Mm -hmm. that i could raise her in such a safe country with great medical care Mm -hmm. with great education she's bilingual in french this is all public school guys she goes to a great university which private school kids go to the same university that she got to go to from Amazing. just being in public school yeah. and i feels so thankful but now it's my time to go back i mean yeah. she's not here there's no reason for me to be here
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right because she's in the east she's yeah.
1: on the east coast in canada yeah thank god saved me a lot of money but
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no that's fair but- and you left um new york how long were you there for
1: On and off, because while I was in New York, I was with an agent who was bi-coastal, so he sent me out to LA, so I was on and off in LA for a few years, then one year when I quit acting, I decided to go to Florence, Mm -hmm. Italy, and I was there for almost a year, so quite a few years, but we didn't really come back till like around, um, we had come back to Vancouver to check things out money-wise, to see if it would be smart to move here before nine eleven, okay but then once nine eleven happened it was like yes we're gonna be in Vancouver for a while because it was crazy in New York mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was a good place to raise a kid at that time right and the air quality was really bad and I was just like no for sure we're gonna be in Vancouver and it was only supposed to be for a couple of years and uh, look what happened
2: yeah you know that
1: remember you said you can just get lazy or you yeah. can just get complacent
0: well that's the thing yeah like, time passes so quick so quick it's like sucked oh, us in what the fuck? like yeah. it's weird like he, my parents were always like oh yeah time flies blah blah blah. when you're like 16 you're like oh yeah whatever like it feels like high school takes so long to get yes. through and then as soon as you're like out like time just it's almost like it speeds up but it's and obviously the older not. you get the yeah, more it's oh my gosh and it's like yeah. what the hell like next thing you know like I'm 24 and I'm like whoa like where did the past like four years go But it's just
1: because it's so much fun. Yeah. There's so much to be done and you're doing all the time. It's not boring stuff you're not interested in. True. Yeah.
0: And there's so many choices and whatnot. So yeah, I think it's passing quickly because you're enjoying it. But at the same time, like... I've always had that fear of, like, time passing. Like, I always hated birthdays when I was, like, young. Oh, no. Yeah, because I was like, oh, my God, another year gone. And <laughs> well, like, seven I, years I old. I <laughs> do have to
1: say, and this is, I feel it honestly. Mm. You know, even though some things were better when you're younger. Yeah. Um, As we had mentioned before, I love my 40s. Mm. Like, love it. Because there's so many new gifts that you get in your 40s. Yeah. Yeah, sure, you get the gift of also some wrinkles and the gift of not having that 20-year-old body, but... Um, Girl, you
0: still look great.
2: Okay, small well, thanks, small well, um,
1: <laughs> Maybe get your eyes checked. i just kidding. But anyway, <laughs> but there are lovely things, so in every age, every era, every decade, so yeah. nothing to worry about. I mean, look at my idol. My idol is Iris mm-hmm. FL. Do you know who she no. is? Guys, check her out on Instagram. She is 90... Three ninety four. Ninety-four? she's the chicken New York with the bright red lipstick and the big black framed glasses, uh-huh. which I'm trying to see. I just got new glasses, guys, and I'm kind of working my way up to oh, her. Oh yeah, but she has these big round black glasses. Yeah, I just put my glasses on for those of you listening because you won't, you won't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she has her career has taken off like never before in her life. Her she has so many thousands of followers on Insta Insta account. She has. Book um, deals, like, she has books out there. She has her own fashion brand line. She's, like, in Bergdorf Goodman. She's in, like, Bloomingdale's. She just, that woman cannot be stopped. So look how I'm thinking, wow, I'm just, like, a little, little, small little thing compared to, like, how many years it will be till I'm 90 when my career could just blow up. I've got so much time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's so true. And that's why I love your mentality because it's, like you're not like, oh, the best years are behind me. You know, people can't say that. think like that. It's, but if why I think, think like, like that, that, then
1: what's the point of going on?
0: Exactly. I remember in high school, like um, a teacher being like, oh, like high school, like in grade nine, you know, when you're first entering high school. Oh, these will be the best years of your life. And I literally was like mortified. And I was like, why would the four years that are coming be the best years of our lives? Like what happens after that? And I think this that's is why, why I did... you
1: and I agree on so much. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I'd like an, ex- oh my gosh, I can't say the word existential crisis because of like all that mentality of saying shit like that like I was like what
1: I am right. Oh my my God, dad kept know. telling me that too because it was the best years of his life. Yeah. And my daughter loved high school. I absolutely abhorred high school. I hated it. Yeah. And I was like, if these are the best years of my life, what's the point?
2: Yeah. No, as <laughs> soon as I
1: got out, it was the best and it just kept getting better. And Not to say there wasn't major down times and hard times and
2: yeah,
1: times where you had to relearn the things you thought you knew but you knew you all wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's all part of life, like challenges, but...
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, no,
1: it's, I think it gets so much better.
0: Yeah, like, there's just an endless amount of things to learn, to try, you know? Exactly. Like, you can never learn everything, so and just And when you get that. comfortable,
1: put a fire under your ass and leave. Yeah. I mean, I could so easily stay here. I've got wonderful friends. Mm-hmm. I've got a place to live. I've got a job that pays me well. Yeah. Like, why not? But I don't feel like I'm living my life to my fullest potential. Right. And what am I going to do? Sit around for the next whatever Forty years if I live to my nineties, mm-hmm. and just just be complacent and just have it easy. Like no, mm-hmm. I want to shake it up. I want to have more of those new stories to tell you. Right. To call you every week and go, you're never fucking gonna <laughs> believe what just happened. Yeah,
2: one hundred percent. I need that. Yeah, and a boyfriend would be nice. <laughs> yeah, girl, you're gonna get Her
1: snatched girlfriend, up. Oh no, i do not. <laughs> You'll get snatched up in New York. Okay, for we'll sure. see.
0: <laughs> or before that, you never know. <laughs>
1: Taking resumes, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll drop her number. (laughs) You gotta work for that. (laughs) Yes. Okay. uh yeah. No. But it's. I just like that you have that mentality. It just keeps you going. There's nothing wrong with being like complacent. Some people are really happy with that lifestyle and stuff, and great, good for them. But like, if you're itching for something else, which I feel like a lot of people do, and they're just scared to make that move. Yeah. just try and make a baby step. Of it women. couldn't
1: be worse than it is now if you're feeling like you're stuck in exactly. a place you're not super thrilled. Yeah. But you know, then there's my daughter who's totally opposite. She wants to go to school, get the typical degree and the job where she knows how much she's making month to month mm. so she can have her house and her solid place of being. Like... That's amazing because she knows what she wants and she's going after it. Mm -hmm. To me, that sounds suffocating. To me, it's just like, oh my God, then I know what the rest of my life looks like right in front of my face. Mm -hmm. But because she was raised in such a crazy environment, Mm. I'm sure she's just looking for that nice, calm, serene. Right. And because I was in that very controlled kind of environment, all I need is my freedom. Right. So it's, you know, whatever works for whatever people. That's why there's people in the country, in the city Thank goodness, because or else we'd all want to be in the same place at the same time.
3: Mm,
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, because it's like your daughter wants the opposite of what she was raised in. Completely. I feel like I've never had, like, a stable life, per se. Like, it's always, like, on the move. So I feel like I don't know how to relax and stay in one place.
1: So that works for you. But, I mean, for any of your sisters, would they rather be the opposite? Or are they Mm, all similar to you?
0: I think think they're kind of similar. I don't know. I should ask them that. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like... um, if you just embrace the craziness, then you know, it's going to be fine. And you can just look at like, you can choose to look at it like this is stressful or be like, you know what, this is interesting. I'm getting new experiences. Let's see how things go. Like things have always worked out. So I think it's just a change in my mentality made me be like, okay, this could be fun versus before I was like, I just want a stable life. Like my friends have lived in their house for like their whole lives you and know? then you'll be
1: talking to your friends and they'll be like your life is so exciting and you're <laughs> like oh
0: I guess it is yeah I'm like oh yeah, yeah I guess I have lived in like two different countries and you know like
1: yeah so and different like, cities oh. and yeah
0: yeah like." and fun. there
1: is some kind of knowing if if we're used to chaos that's what our normal is mm-hmm. so if you take us out of that then to us that's kind of freaky. Yeah. And not normal. Yeah. Like I
0: I'm like I'm realizing so many things. There's calm in the storm
1: is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. In In our storm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. Like to other people I'm like, I get why this would make you lose your mind. Like you'd find it so stressful and uncomfortable. But Mm -hmm. I think because the things I want to pursue are unstable, I've just had to switch my mentality to embrace that and know that somehow it will work out. Right. Especially like I think if you have a strong work ethic you'll be fine. You I mean, know? In
1: pretty much anything you do. That's kind of the key. Yeah. But the way to get that, anyone can get that, is just be passionate about whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Because even if you don't have financial success in it in the beginning, mm-hmm. it will come if your work ethic is there and you're actually passionate about it.
2: Yeah.
0: 100%. I believe that. Yeah. There's like something that uh, Will Smith said. and He's like, I may not be as talented as you, but I will outwork you. It's like a long There you quote. go. But I, he is
1: so talented, so I think it's crazy that he's saying that.
0: Yeah, I think maybe he was... Even when he was younger, though, like I've been re-watching Fresh Prince and I'm like, there's just so much passion. Okay, in I'd like, like to be
1: front row in his concert. <laughs> he'd, give, he'd give a really good concert. <laughs> so true. If he did all the 90s stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he was no, so good. So
2: true, yeah. Yeah, his work
1: ethic is insane. But y'all have to see the movie that he did when it started his acting career, but mm. it was a serious, serious... Um, film that was taken, oh my goodness, talk so I can look it up. But (laughs) it was a serious film, I think I told you about it, um, that he did in the beginning of his acting career. Mm -hmm. um, And it was with all these major, major actors. And it was a Broadway play. Like it's a very well-known Broadway play. Mm -hmm. And he plays this con artist in New York City. Mm -hmm. But he's so intelligent as this con artist that all these like upper class elitist people, he has them all tricked. He's really highly recommend. Let me just look him up. The movie was, though, I found it. It was Six Degrees of Separation.
0: Oh, I think you've told me about yes, this. Yes, it was
1: so good. So if you ever see it, yeah, it was a play, a John Guar play, but it was on Broadway. But
0: yeah, Stockard mm. Channing,
1: Will Smith, Donald Sutherland, mm. um, Ian McClellan. Oh, nice. Oh, major, major wow. cast. So there you guys, there you go.
0: How did you get into acting? What inspired you? Oh. Why did you choose this path, Robin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my
1: rebellious nature. Oh. Um, no, I guess when I was a kid, it was kind of forced upon me by my parents to be like the little entertainment monkey that would jump around and perform for people. Oh, okay. Uh, so they made me sing little songs or made me, I don't know. I remember I used to sing, Light Up, You Light Up My Life. Um, but anyways, play the piano, all those kinds of things. And then I think I got kind of used to just being in that role.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And my parents used to ask me, I had this book that they'd fill out every year with my school picture and then what I want to be when I grow up and all these things. And every year I was like, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a vet. I want Mm -hmm. to be a doctor or whatever. And then one year I was like, I want to be an actor. And they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think the more they pulled me out of it, I was, it was again, restricting my freedom of my own thought, my free will and the thing I wanted to do. Yeah. For all the wrong reasons, I got motivated to do what I wanted to do, to like speak my truth. and But I mean, I found out way later on that maybe it was just because I was told I couldn't mm. that I wanted to. So I had to kind of look into what my motivation was again and find my truth again. Ah. I came back to acting, but for a while I didn't even know who I was or what I wanted to be without it because that had mm. been my purpose for so long.
0: Interesting.
1: To just prove my parents wrong. But then when I was just like, I don't care about proving them wrong anymore, I've done it. I've actually succeeded, not to a level that maybe other people would think was successful, but I did it. Mm -hmm. So what do I want to do? But I found out through teaching, Mm -hmm. acting, and coaching Mm -hmm. that I do love it so much. Mm -hmm. The business part of it made me forget my love for it, right? and the proving, when I've figured out I didn't have to prove it anymore. Mm -hmm. Kind of as like, what's my motivation? But my motivation is the joy and love to teaching other people what I know. Right. And the challenge of becoming better all the time. Mm
2: -hmm. You never stop
1: growing as an actor. I think I've told you that. Yeah. I told you I just took that course. Mm -hmm. And here after 20 years, I've learned new techniques and new exercises that inspire me, that get me excited again. Right. I didn't even know that that was possible.
0: Which is incredible. Yeah. And you're an incredible teacher and coach, Because like whenever you've coached me, like I noticed such an improvement in myself and I feel it. And that's like a great gift to have because not everyone can teach. Like you can be a great actor. Maybe I work for
1: you. I might not work for everybody else, but. True. There's a real love fest going on here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. But yeah. no, I mean, I try and read. I mean, that's like the other thing about being an actor is you kind of um, have to observe people. True. So the one nice thing you get from being that or a bartender or a psychiatrist mm-hmm. is that you're listening and trying to read and figure people out. Yeah. So I try to work with the strengths and the weaknesses mm-hmm. of people I'm working with, because sometimes people need me to be tougher and stronger because they won't be motivated other ways. Sometimes mm-hmm. people are so fragile, they have such a beautiful flower, mm. but you don't want to ruin the petals, so mm-hmm. you work with them in a different way. Right. So, But I'm sure to some people I'm not working for them, which is fine, just mm-hmm. like some dentists or therapists or whatever, or husbands won't work for some people. <laughs> <laughs> and will work for someone else. True.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like... Um, When you're teaching acting then, because you're kind of analyzing people and trying to figure out what works for them in order to teach someone something, like that probably helps your acting even more. Oh, yes.
1: I learn most of what I learn from watching other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I'm like, oh, how come when I'm on that side, I didn't see it, but I Mm -hmm. see it now. You're so right. And that's why also when people go to classes and they're like, but I only get to get up and act for like 25 minutes out of the four hour class. Mm -hmm. Why am I spending my money? I'm like well, actually, if you watch the mistakes or the things that other people are doing and really observe them, that's literally where most of your learning is coming from. Yeah. Not when you're actually up doing it.
0: Which is also interesting because when you're acting and you're the most present, you're kind of observing the person you're acting with a lot of The time and that's hundred percent bouncing back on you. Yes, you don't. You shouldn't even be
1: aware, literally, of what you're doing because you should be so in the moment that you're not thinking about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Right. To just be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you're bouncing off of. Then you should be listening to the other person. which you always say that? Yeah. I'm just thinking. Well, it it does half
1: your work for you. Yeah. Because however you react, whether you're going, "Mm, mm hmm, mm hmm, when we make those noises. Or you're taking a breath in as you're taking in the information. Or you're making a face because they're saying something weird. You're not planning that. You don't have to because that's mm. how your body naturally will react when you hear that. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm, see, I'm like learning things right now. <laughs> this is like every time I see you, I learn something. Good. New. I'm sure you new knew thoughts. it. It'll just reinforce it. Yeah. Or it just like sparks a new thought. Yeah. You know, some things are so simple, but you've never really thought about it in that context right. before. And then it's like, oh. Right it just makes sense because yeah. it is quite simple. But yeah. yeah, sometimes you just need like that spark, But you always do that. Yay! See, it's a skill being a teacher. And so like that helped you um, find your love. I think if you
1: have love for it yeah. and what you teach, mm-hmm. it's there. Like, no, that's yeah, so true. Yeah, it's not a forced thing.
0: That's so true.
1: I'm sorry, what what had you said right a second ago?
0: Um. Oh, I just said like, oh, it helped you find your love for acting again Again. by teaching isn't that amazing that is amazing seeing
1: the love of it through the people i was teaching reminded me why I loved it to begin with right yeah
0: and had you taken a break from acting to do something else oh and then you yes came back to teaching? yes okay, many so breaks
1: I mean I broke up with acting so many times <laughs> yeah. it's like this really dysfunctional relationship that you come back to mm. the only difference is is every time I come back it's almost like acting has gone to therapy and I've gone to therapy <laughs> and we come back as better partners for each other <laughs> But um, it was really dysfunctional at times, and um, yeah, the first time I left, I left for about five, six years, something oh. like quite a while. Right. I had a VHS demo reel burning party. Mm, now I'm really aging wow. myself, but I took all my demo reels that were on VHS tape, and we had a bonfire, <laughs> and I threw all my headshots into the fire. It was really dramatic. I was living I in Los that. Angeles. <laughs> Yeah. And then my agent a few years later is like, uh, I found some of your headshots in uh, demos. Do you want them? Because like, he had them at the office. Oh I thought I was like ridding myself from this world, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when there's tape folks or internet, there's always yeah, a way. That's hilarious. bring up your past. Um, but no, uh, when I first left, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't know anything else. Mm. And then I remember my makeup artist on 15 saying to me, that was the show, the teen show you you're never going to watch so awful. Uh, I remember the makeup artist saying to me, "You keep asking me all these questions about makeup. Why don't you when you're on hiatus go take a makeup course or something? Like you have such an interest and in, you're good at what you've done." Yeah. So those things would equal like someone who would enjoy that career. Right. And so I went into courses and I really did love it. Mm-hmm. It was like a new way to to be artistic. Yeah. And work with people mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know. So I did it and it was always kind of a side thing. I would do makeup for my friends or if they had headshots, I'd do their makeup. And then on the weekends when I felt like experimenting, I'd have my guy friends come over and I'd do them in drag or (laughs) these are really nice guy friends. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and as time went on, I just, that felt, I fell into that as a second career and I really, really love it and enjoy it just as much. They bring different, Things to me,
0: right? And you still do that to this day. I still
1: do that to this Is day. It? Well, when I first moved to Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, I took my kid out to do all these kids for Halloween. I was going to do all their makeup for Halloween, and when we got back home, we didn't have any underground parking. So my daughter was sleeping in the car. I had mm-hmm. walked her into the apartment and put her into bed, and I went to run out to get my kit, mm-hmm. which was worth like four fourteen thousand dollars, because each brush can be like forty to seventy five eighty dollars or Whoa. more. Yeah. So anyways, I ran out to get my kit and back then we kind of, our kits were big Mastercraft tool
2: boxes. Okay.
1: Someone must have thought they were tools, did a smash and grab, broke (gasps) into my car and stole my entire livelihood.
0: Oh my God. So
1: my makeup kit was gone and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to support us? Mm. And so I went out the next day literally and got an agent again and went, well, I guess we're doing this acting thing again, which was no guarantee, which is so crazy if you think about it now. Yeah. Luckily for me, beginner's luck, as it has it, whenever you quit and for real come back after a long time gone, it's that beginner's luck and you just kind of book a couple of things. It happens every time. But if you fake it and say, I'm going to quit and then come back, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, work that so way. that's so true. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> but um, I came back and I booked a regular in a series called The L Word.
2: Okay, And yeah. so
1: that got me some money and then I booked a couple other little parts that got me money and I bought my kit back and then the rest is history. I kind of just stayed doing both since wow, then. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Okay, you're such a powerhouse. Like it's it's, it's necessity
1: i'm telling you it's survival it's
0: true yeah like when you survival. don't have a safety net or yeah. whatever that's that is fuel yeah in itself it's but, good like,
1: fuel it works
0: but it's just like i just mean in the sense that it's so easy to cave and then just get like a regular job that just will pay you right like it doesn't matter what oh, the oh i tried is kind of thing, but you actually... i was my
1: dad's dental assistant oh yeah he literally said you either need to quit or i'm going to have to fire you oh. i was <laughs> so bad so bad,
3: yeah, I fell
1: asleep in the chair <laughs> with some with suction in someone's mouth at some point. And when you're leaning, so you sit backwards on a dental assistant chair and then they have that bar that kind of goes in front of your stomach that you rest your arm on while the suction's in the person's mouth. Okay. I guess when the cleaners had come in the night before, they had cleaned the chair but maybe loosened the screw
3: uh-huh. or
1: maybe it was the fact that I had been out so late the night before and had to be in at the office at 7:30 a.m., which is not my time of the day. Right. And I might have been putting too much weight on the bar that's in front of me and I it literally went slammed down and I flipped over and I fell onto the patient in the chair with the suction (laughs) that happened and then my dad was cutting (laughs) someone's tooth open I guess to release some abscess infection
2: yeah
1: a my sense of smell is like a dog so it's through the roof so I always like gagging when I was smelling like the pus coming out of the person's tooth I was like "Eh." like these loud audible (laughs) gags and then I was like, my dad's like, okay, Robin, pay attention. Look at what I'm doing. I'm like, you're cutting the tooth in half. And the person's face was like, what? Oh, I oh just my. am too expressive. And it just did. I was just awful. Did not work. Oh, out. my God. So I tried a regular job. And I was like, well, I guess this yeah it's not for me
0: okay fair that's hilarious first of all yeah but you still went after like an artistic career which I feel like is still like a r- big risk you know what I mean like you could have gone for like a stable job and then like yeah the dentist thing didn't work out but you could have tried something else yeah you know what I mean like that I think that I would was just love to great. give
1: myself that much credit I really think it comes down to I wouldn't have survived Mm. Like, I can't imagine a life that is regular. Again, it's strangling to me. Yeah. But what my worst nightmare would be, would be somebody else's comfort. Mm. So I just did what I had to do to survive. And a lot of that was the ignorance thing again. Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is all I can do. This is really what I'm good at. So, Or not even, mm-hmm. I didn't even think I was good at it. But it's like, this is all I can do. I don't know other things. Right. So I don't want to give myself credit. It was really thinking I couldn't do anything else. Okay.
0: Fair I enough. mean, who
1: knows? If I was an academic scholar
0: yeah,
1: and could have like gotten a degree or whatever or thought, to be honest with you, the reason I did not go to university, mm-hmm. do you want to know what it all came down to? Yeah. My choices to why I didn't go? Mm-hmm. I was scared I would be late to my classes. (laughs) I'm like, I will never know how to be to my classes on time because I'm late for everything in my life. Oh, yeah. And there's no way I will make a class. And I was so scared of that, that that fear kept me from going to university. Wow. There's a part of me that wishes I did just to know that I could have done it.
2: Mm, mm -hmm. Because when I'm
1: editing my daughter's papers, I'm like, I could have done this.
2: Right. But yeah.
1: that stupid fear kept me from doing it. So it's mm. that same fear that got me to do the other things that other people might look at as brave. Yeah. But I did it because I was a freaking scaredy cat. Wow. Coward.
0: This, this is so interesting. Yeah. See, I find this is very, like, helpful to people out there who are – Yeah, because I feel like people who aren't in the acting world view it as such a, like, brave pursuit, you know? Because it's to do with, like, emotions and arts and all that stuff. And it just seems like – um an unreachable territory in a way for a lot of people I've noticed that um and so I think hearing that would be really helpful thanks mom or
1: dad for telling me I would never be able to do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I'm so thankful that I have such a rebellious nature
1: yeah (laughs) because with all without all those things I might not have gone for it
2: yeah yeah that's true
1: yeah I feel like um and I didn't become a drug addict or a prostitute so there you go No, because that's what my grandmother and my parents, all actors, they go to LA and they become (laughs) drug addicts and prostitutes. I'm like, okay, well,
0: check those off my list. (laughs) And look how you've proven them wrong. Yeah. That's nice. That is nice. I love that for you. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
1: And raise the daughter they always wanted. One that went to university, one that gets really good grades and is very conservative and socially acceptable. (laughs) She'll probably get married and have her 2.5 kids and live in white picket fence. No, house with a white picket fence. Mm. I don't even know how to say it, let alone do it. (laughs) Here was me, got pregnant by accident with a guy that wasn't Jewish, never went to university, and did all the things
0: technically wrong. But I'm very happy with my life. Yeah, as you should be. Yeah, Um, But... Yeah, were your parents I'm happy? sure
1: there was more disappointments in there. I just can't <laughs> think of them all at one
0: time. <laughs> you just hit the big ones. Just so. the, yeah,
1: the, the milestone disappointments.
0: <laughs> were your parents happy when you got pregnant? Or were they uh, they actually happy? were. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they, it, it turned out okay. I mean, I wasn't young. I was 27. Mm-hmm. I guess it's young by today's standards, considering that so. would be in three years if you were to oh, have geez. a child in three years. But um, Imagine. <laughs> I think they were happy. I think they were ready to be grandkids. Right. No. To be grandkids. Wow. Robin, maybe you <laughs> should start doing some drugs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm uh, tired. Oh. It's this
1: winter with no sunlight. It And the dark at this time, it drives it me nuts. With your head. It messes with my head. It does. Yeah. It's either that or old age. It could be similar. I'm like that too. I don't annoying. know. <laughs> but yeah, they were looking forward to being grandparents. And uh Yeah, they, I am lucky like that. If I'm going to say my parents are good for some things, Mm -hmm. um, which everybody deserves credit for things, Mm -hmm. um, my dad has a massive heart, which Mm -hmm. is good. And my parents have always been accepting of my friends, Mm -hmm. be it no matter what race, religion, color, Mm -hmm. what their background is. But I also do pick good people in all fairness. Yeah, you do. Like, you know, I didn't bring home, you know, the, the top drug dealer of... New York or Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, true. they all have good character. They're good people. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't care what sexual orientation. My parents have been very accepting of all those things. Oh, that's so. great. I mean, and too, if I was the one disappointing them the most, everybody else seemed great in comparison. <laughs> yeah,
0: true. I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah. No, um... And they adore Sienna,
1: like... so yeah, I'm they're sure very... You... Like I said, it's probably my best accomplishment that for them... Yeah. ...was having her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well... There At least know. it's a great thing. Win win. You brought life into this world. There you go. World. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Again,
1: I can't really take much credit for that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the bringing in part. Yeah. yeah. It takes the watering, the watering, and the feeding, and the yeah, that. Yes.
0: Fair. But um, when you went to Florence, was this before, or after you had Siena? Oh, before. Before.
1: And I had the night of my life with the love of my life in yeah. Siena.
0: Oh, really? Italy. And that oh, is why that my one?
1: daughter is named Sienna. Oh. Her dad doesn't know this. So the love of my life is not her father. She right. knows this. So if she listens to this, don't worry. She's not going to be upset hearing this. Right. She knows this.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, I literally was one of the most romantic, most incredible nights of my life. Yeah. And I was like, somehow this town needs to be integrated into my life somehow. And then, right. yeah, her name's Sienna because of it. And ironically, when I took her to Siena when she was 16, like I promised, uh-huh. out of all the cities we went to in Europe that summer for right. her 16th birthday, mm-hmm. I think Siena was one of her least favorite. Oh my God, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but that just is so difficult to her and I now, and yeah. different we are. She's like, it's really old. I'm like, yes, it's medieval. That's the whole point. of That's the charm of Siena. She's like, yeah, I kind of like, yeah, I like Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I could see this being, like, a buildup of, like, 16 years. Like, you're, like, so excited to take her. I was.
1: I was,
2: like...
0: I was. I was. <laughs> but we did have
1: cities that we both really love so much. And it's Barcelona. And oh, yeah. um, Positano was uh, in Italy. We both love
0: that. That's the, uh, like, on the coast. Right? Yes, on okay. the
1: Melfi Coast. And it's south of um, Pompeii. Oh, amazing. South of Rome, south of Naples. Right. Yeah, I beautiful. wish I went there. You will.
0: I will. You will. I will. <laughs> I, will. I just w- wish I went there when I went. Enjoy. we'll go oh, that's okay yeah we'll go oh my god yes you'll come to new so york amazing. and then
1: we'll take a vacation <laughs> <to Hositano.
0: laughs> yeah that sounds like the best vacation ever, ever. Soda. wait this guy that's the love of your life yeah is he italian
1: he he is okay. and here's the crazy thing
0: uh-huh
1: he so my parents are jewish i think I, you might have gathered this before because i had said i'd never i had a child out of wedlock with a non-jewish guy mm. okay so yeah lovely sorry I just banged <laughs> my ring on the table um but this guy I was starting to date him in New York City his name is Iacopo, which apparently is the Italian way of saying Jacob really oh, old interesting. way of saying it um and I was going hmm how am I going to break it to this guy that I'm Jewish he might have an issue with it uh-huh. it is something you think about when you're Jewish because mm-hmm. not everybody's like on board and mm-hmm. um One night we went out for dinner and he's like, would you like some of the dessert? I said, nah, you know, it'll go to my Jewish thighs. Don't need any more here. Got all we need. And he's like, why would you say that? And I said, well, have you seen these thighs? (laughs) And he's like, no, but why would you say they're Jewish thighs? I'm like, because I'm Jewish. Do you have an issue with it? (sighs) And he's like, no, I'm just shocked. I'm like, what's so shocking? And he goes, well, you don't look Jewish. And I was like, what does Jewish look like? Because then I'm like, you racist, whatever, whatever. And he goes, no, well, like, no, it doesn't look like anything. Really, like, I just figure, like, I would know. And I'd be like, well, why would you know? He goes, because I'm Jewish, too. And I was like,
3: what? Then I did the
1: same thing back. And I'm like, there's no way you're Jewish. You can't be Jewish. You're from Italy. And he goes, there's Jews that live in Italy. I'm like, like hardly any. And he goes, well, I'm one of the few. And to this day, he's the only Jewish guy I ever dated.
0: Oh, crazy.
1: And it was just so crazy because I didn't, you know, I was totally falling for him, not even knowing that. And in fact, I might have given up some really great Jewish guys before that just because I didn't want to do my what my parents told me to. Oh. So if I found out they were Jewish, I probably would have just broke up with them because of that. Oh, I see. I like, see. no way I'm making my parents happy oh my! <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but anyways it kind of all worked out and he just happened to be the love of my life
0: he's really funny and so what we makes still you say we that? still talk you do we still do talk oh, okay yeah
1: he's moved on he lives with this wonderful woman who he's very happy with he's never had kids he's still with her mm-hmm. and they seem extremely happy so I'm so happy for him right um and I had moved on and I had a child and with another man and I, I remember calling him up, telling him I was going to have a baby and I guess this meant we were moving on to the new chapter of our lives. Mm-hmm. But I was naming her Sienna after mm-hmm. our night. It was <laughs> so like our little secret. <laughs> um, but yeah, every year he calls me on my birthday and oh. I call him on his. It's almost been 20 years that oh, wow. we've done this. Um, although this year was the first year I got a text instead of a call, which uh-huh. made me go...
0: Ooh. Because
1: I still think about him a lot. Yeah. Um. So I text back. Yeah. And so that's it. That's the way it goes.
0: Mm. But do you think that, like, for now you might think he's the love of your life, but then it's possible for you to meet someone that you're like, oh, I thought that guy was the love of my life, but now I'm like, anything is possible.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't discount the possibility. Yeah. But I think when you're young, everything is so intense. Mm. Everything you taste, because it's the first time you've tasted it, and everything you feel and every new experience. Mm. And as you get older, this is the thing you want to avoid. You want to avoid becoming more numb to those things. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything's always incredible the first time. Remember, like the first concert you went to or the first time you bought yourself something that was expensive or I don't Mm. know, first Mm -hmm. time you were on a movie set compared to now. True. I'm just saying it just, you kind of become more numb. Yeah. So not saying it can't happen, but I've been with some wonderful men since and women since Mm -hmm. him. Right. And I have to say that, No one's quite captured me quite in that way. But our experiences Mm. were unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We were free. We were young. Mm -hmm. We just took off when we wanted. We could do what we wanted, how, when we wanted.
2: Right. Okay. And
1: it was the first time I was ever deeply in love. Mm. So.
0: Okay. It would take a lot, but it could
1: be possible.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Huh. No, this is so interesting. I feel like just recently I'm realizing because I'm so late to the game, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that I'm like, like I was talking to a friend who just broke up with his girlfriend of like a a really long time. And he was just like, yeah, like she told me why. And is was because um, she didn't know who she was after being with someone right, for so long. Right. And I was like, this is so... <laughs> I'm she like, lost this is touch so with interesting. who she was or
1: who she could be or wanted to be. Or- yeah,
0: like just not knowing who you are without that person. Just like you were saying, you didn't know who you were without acting. Like I feel like right. even if it's not a relationship, I think everyone has something that they hold so closely as a label for themselves that they don't know who they are without it. Yes, and it's really yes. scary to be like, who am I without this? I'm going to... Try and take away that label to figure out a lot of people will not do that but if you're brave enough to do that you will learn a lot about yourself and gain confidence I think because you realize you're a person without that thing that you were so attached to exactly and so I just like talking to him I was like I honestly don't understand this because up until recently I've never been in a relationship and it's which I think puts you in a better
1: position Because I feel like you got to really know a lot of who you are or who you want to be Mm -hmm. before someone kind of engulfed you in something else or in their identity or their friend group or their Mm – you got to forge your own path and now your path and their path will kind of merge and walk alongside each other Mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody just kind of becoming Mm -hmm. the other person or being engulfed into their, like, path.
0: Right. Like, instead of morphing, it's like um – A side-by-side kind of distinction that works well together. I actually
1: think it's a wonderful thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess, like, when it's you, you feel like it's not a wonderful thing, or you don't see it as much. You don't see it as commonly, so maybe you Mm -hmm. judge yourself
1: for that. I think it's much better. I don't think people have it in them to be that strong. We all get in relationships for different reasons, or codependency, or
2: Mm -hmm.
1: boredom, or whatever the reason is. And I think for Mm -hmm. you to become so independent and have that time... yeah you are actually doing things so you might think your yourself as being late to the game or mm-hmm. taking longer to get to that game i actually think it's it's almost like You started running slower, Mm. so everyone got ahead of you, but they're going to tire out and you're going to pass them. Mm. Because I feel like then when everybody breaks up from these long-term relationships or from their starter marriages or for whatever, they're going to have to then go out and figure out who they are and what they want and what excites them or inspires them, which you'll already know by that time.
0: Yeah, that's true which
1: will help you choose better. Because think about how many people choose partners that are not right for them Mm -hmm. when they're young. Yeah. And it takes a lot of learning and bad relationships and tears and all that to figure out what you need or what you really want in your life.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess like I think from hearing other people's stories, like my sisters and like you, you've all like helped guide me in that sense. Because, you know, like I've dated people, but (laughs) it's like... Uh, the people I have around me have been there to be like okay I've been through this and I can kind of see that as a red flag or like my sister but you're smart like,
1: and listening because a lot of people would be like whatever it might have been that way for you but it's not going to be for me yeah you but know? like
0: oh but they're a nice person you know yeah. make excuses yeah. but also I have my own reasons and I think I have up until very recently always kind of looked for the bad things in people because I of, of fear like I'm like oh so I've kind of gone through dating like just waiting for the bad things and i'm like oh it's not gonna work because of this oh I see you know what, you're what saying. i mean so i like write it I off don't...
1: Okay, and I can see where maybe that can infringe upon some possibilities, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I think that's a wonderful protective mechanism.
0: Oh, like honestly, because if you works. think about some
1: people that have been amazing, <laughs> mm-hmm. they pass those with flying colors, like yeah. it was fine, you couldn't find those things. So if you found them, it's because they're meant to be found.
0: Yeah, oh, like, yeah, trust me, the things were like whack, yeah, and for some reason, I kept getting drawn to people who had kind of like the well fears. I think
1: you're so open too that those people also might have been getting drawn to you
0: yeah, yeah. That's true. but I
1: mean we do attract things of where our mindset is or what we don't you were just smart enough to know that's
0: not what you want yeah I yeah. think also because I hadn't dated for so long I was just kind of open to anything and also kind of open to whoever would ask me out yeah. which I don't think you should just say yes to just anyone Dep- like you yeah. should give them a chance but like some i mean some sometimes people... your instinct will tell you right away yeah listen like, to it yeah like sometimes it's like yeah okay no but like you should give people a chance there's but. this
1: book it was a crazy amazing book written by this this young 20 something year old in new york mm-hmm. years ago it's quite an old book now but it was called the year of yes Oh, okay. Did I ever tell
0: you about it? I feel like you might have, yeah. Yeah,
1: so basically she was, like, dating all these people online, whatever, and she just wasn't finding everyone, anything, anyone that she liked. But she had all these, like, lists of credentials of things she was looking for in the guy, like who the right guy on paper would be. Right. And she was just like, you know what, I'm maybe being way too picky or I may be, like, cutting off people that could be potentially good people. Mm -hmm. So she, I mean, I think a lot of this was, like, her journalistic you know, inspiration to try it as well, like have something to write about. But she's like, I'm going to have a year where no matter who asks me out, I'm going to go out with them. Mm -hmm. So in this book, she, some homeless guy asked her out. She went out with this homeless guy. Like, you know, on and on, all these different types of people she would never have had down, so far from criteria on her list of of being right on paper.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And she ended up marrying... A guy she would have never had on paper. Mm. He was like 16 years her senior or Mm -hmm. something like this. He was in a completely different field. Um, Not like looks wise the guy that she would imagine herself with. Mm. But they just clicked and connected and she couldn't explain so it's one of those things you just can't explain right but i also think if your gut's telling you they could be a serial killer <laughs> like you j- listen <laughs> you know what i'm saying
0: yeah that's true yeah. that's true um gut's never wrong no it's so true i feel like i've always been pretty in tune with my gut instincts which i'm grateful for yes. but um yeah sometimes it's just taking like my sister simple as just saying like yeah, like, that's, that guy's a nice guy, but I just don't think he's your person. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the last guy that I was talking to, she said that. And I was like... Abs- absolutely. But he, there was nothing, like, wrong, wrong with him. Them. He was a nice guy. Yeah. And everything. That's why I was like, oh, what? No. That's, you know, and then now I'm like, wow, that really was not the right guy for me. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of, it's weird how that...
1: Like there's pieces that fit in some puzzle, just not might be your puzzle. No.
0: Right. But also like... Some people bring
1: out the worst in you.
0: Mm -hmm. And some people
1: bring out the best in you. But if they bring out the worst in you, they might bring out the best in someone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just not for you. Exactly. And even like last night, she said um, you needed that person to teach you... The lessons you needed to learn. Yeah. And also just the value in like the guy now... Oh. Because I'm like, oh.
1: Oh, now I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Now I'm on board. Yes. No, 100%. And 100% you wouldn't appreciate the person you're liking now if you didn't learn the lessons from the one before. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Just because it's like I was willing to kind of accept that um, level of clicking with someone, but I didn't actually click with him. Yes. But like now I'm like, I really click with this guy. You know what I mean? Right. Just, um, yeah, you just feel it. And it's I was like, yeah, that's. you so kind true. of lowered
1: your expectations because you thought that's what you needed to do in order to have something that you wanted. But now you're realizing you don't need to.
0: No. Yeah, it was. And it was like, you know, when you said um, when you quit acting, um, it's like you actually have to feel like you quit, like you're actually quitting. It's right. not like, oh, I'm quitting. And then you come back. Right. It's like, you know, that you're not actually quitting, like in your heart. Yes. But like with that, I was like, I'm actually not dating like I was like fuck this I'm not dating for a while I'm yes I'm going back to focusing on myself like I've done for years when the person (laughs) comes into your life (laughs) yeah it's just and how it works. Because I tried to be like, oh, yeah, I'm done with this. Like, I'm done with trying to date. Like, but I didn't actually mean it. But once I actually meant it, that's when I met someone. And
1: we was... get told this all the time, and we never really believe no. it. But it's
0: so, it, I mean, it never fails. <laughs> yeah. It never
1: fails. The minute you say, that's it. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. That's yeah. when you book that part yeah. right before you quit. And you're like, damn it. Now am I not? So then you get sucked back in. You yeah. get pulled back in, and then you don't book another thing for a year. Yeah. So it's like, and then you can't go, that's it. I'm done. I'm quitting acting, wink, wink. Yeah. And not really mean it. You're not going to get that role. (laughs)
0: Like, it just doesn't work. It's so true. Yeah. And I think it's because we're told that by people, like someone saying like, oh, it's when you quit. That's when you book something. Yeah. It's because you're told that you're like, oh, I feel like I can manifest it if I just say I'm quitting. Yeah. It doesn't work. No, you got to know it for real and believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it's crazy. But um Yeah, I just mean, like, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, wow, if I didn't have sisters and I was an only child, my, like, the trajectory of my life would be so different. That's
1: crazy. That's true. Yeah.
0: Even just, like, if it was just two of us, like, it would just be so different. So having both of them and what they've had to say, especially in my adult life. Plus being able to watch them and what they've gone through and maybe some of their
1: successes and their failures and Mm -hmm. why and analyze that
0: yeah yeah because they can guide you yeah there's just something so beneficial about having people who can like help steer where you're going because of the stuff they've been through yeah and same thing goes for you like you've taught me a lot in the time that I've met you from you've taught me a lot
1: yes you have (laughs)
2: okay
0: (laughs) that's the benefit
1: of having friends of different generations because there's always things to be Learned, yeah, new things you haven't thought about, or new perspectives, or watching how somebody else goes through their life, mm. going, oh, I'd like a little bit of that. How do they do that?
3: Interesting. Yeah, oh, I think
1: one of my biggest teachers of my entire life has been my daughter. Yeah, and I know a lot of parents say that, but I, it's true. Yeah, there are things you don't even think of before, or you see it through someone else's eyes who you care so deeply for, and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the lessons she taught me weren't fun ones, but yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> fair yeah no that's true mm-hmm. um she she's the only
1: one that really calls me out on my shit yeah really yeah call me out
0: <laughs> yeah because you feel like comfortable like, yeah when it's someone you know and <laughs> also you're not like the type to like freak out like or i mean i've never seen you do no that, but, i'm
1: like, i'm not some parents can yes yeah, i know that
0: which closes the door to like you Trying to... Being honest. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're like, okay. Yeah, and I don't everything. freak
1: out. And also, she doesn't know me as anything other than her mom. Mm. So she has nothing to gain by faking something mm. with me. Like, she'll just... That's true. Say it as it is. Yeah. Like the time for a little comic relief when she was like two and I got out of the shower <laughs> and she walked <laughs> into the bathroom and we were always nudies around each other. And she's like, mommy. And I, th- I was like, what, sweetheart? I thought she was gonna say something really cute that I was gonna write down in her book. And she goes, Your boobies are so long. <laughs> long. No mother wants to hear that her boobs are long. So- <laughs> I was just like, well, honey, that's because of you. Because you fed from them for so long. It made them long. <laughs> and you ungrateful little shit. Yeah. So like whenever I got asked what my bra size was after that, I was like thirty two long. <laughs> but anyway, things oh like that God. where they just say what's exactly oh. on their mind. They did bounce back. I have to say to all you new moms out there, they do bounce back. <laughs>
0: yes. They do. They do. Oh my gosh, that a little is bit. So <laughs> oh more than you'd think. <laughs> yo that's so funny oh my goodness yeah I laugh now oh. <laughs> I can laugh now at the time you're just I wanted to cry <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> oh my god Mothers yeah. just sacrifice so much oh they do it's just something else mm-hmm. yeah respect all the mothers out there
1: and and it's like the karma comes back but it, it takes a long time it's mm-hmm. like no instant gratification you put in all the work and then maybe when they're like 17 18 19 you might start seeing some fruits of your labor (laughs) you might get the odd thanks mom or i love you (laughs) 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 what do you want (laughs) yeah but it does come eventually Mm
0: -hmm. yeah no i'm sure it will continue to come even more now that she's older yeah
1: And when she knows she can save money by just writing me a really nice card and not buying (laughs) me a present. (laughs) She finally got it. That's truly what I want is a nice card. It took her forever to get that that was real. Yeah. She's like, you know, I don't like writing. I'm like, well, write or spend 150 bucks. I don't care.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Your choice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so true.
1: But wait, I don't have 150 and it takes a long time to earn that. So I'll just write a nice
3: card.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh my God, what a difference it makes like getting like... A handwritten, like, letter or something. Did you ever get a love letter from anybody? Yeah,
1: I have. I have a box of them.
0: No way. I do. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. I never did in high school, though. It was never. Okay. I was was always the chick that got passed up at at Valentine's Day. I hated... To this day, I still hate Valentine's Day, and I wonder if it's because of that.
3: Oh, shit. I
1: always saw everyone else getting flowers, and I never got a flower or a note from a secret admirer or nothing. No. No. I had to wait till I was, I paid my dues. I had to wait into my 20s. Mm, Mm -hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I've never celebrated Valentine's Day. Yeah. So whatever.
1: (laughs) You can't say the people that I got the love letters from or a feeling of reciprocation. Um, Uh, But I, yeah, it was very sweet.
0: But you knew that people appreciated you.
1: Yeah. But I mean, from the people that I was in relationships with. Yeah. I've received some amazing notes and I still mm. I will never get rid of them right they're beautiful because it's kind of like a little window into how someone else saw you or how you changed their life
0: 100% and it's beautiful yeah
1: I try to write everyone always says I write a book because I write on the main part of the card and then to the left of the other side that flips open and then I write on the back and then sometimes I have to add paper mm. but yeah I'm a big I'm a big card writer
0: oh that's really nice
1: I have big writing so maybe that's why it's so many pages <laughs> but
0: yeah I've had like one love letter from a friend that was a yeah, girl. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm straight, I didn't feel the same way. But it was—we're still friends to this day—and it was like actually the sweetest thing. Like I and cried when. Even I though it.
1: she had stronger feelings for you in in a romantic way that yeah. you didn't reciprocate, everything she wrote could have still been a beautiful thing in a friend way too. Oh, one hundred percent. Because you can't care for someone in that kind of loving way if you don't also feel that deep connect friendship too
0: yeah of course yeah Yeah. and it was just nice because I was like floored by what she said and I was like I can't believe she sees me this way like it was and then now you know you
1: need to find someone that sees you that way of Mm -hmm. like the gender you're attracted to or the person you're attracted to no that's so true
0: yeah so yeah that's cool. Beautiful. I love that you have a box of love letters. Oh, I do. Yeah. I'm
1: just, not just love letters, but cards. Cards right. and things that are written or thank you notes or mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I guess like card, I have a box too, like of letters and birthday cards yeah. and stuff. And so you're sentimental.
1: Yeah, I'm of, sentimental.
0: Of oh, yeah. I feel like I should put those in my, I have a, like a fire safe. My dad got me.
1: That is true because yeah. those are the things that are irreplaceable.
0: 100%. Photos.
1: Well, I guess photos are digital now, but in my day, they were not. So those photo albums and cards and such.
0: Yeah, because it's like written by that person. It's their handwriting too, you know?
1: I even have ones of teachers that wrote really mean comments (laughs) about me. Oh my God. And I kept them to remind myself that just because someone has an opinion, it doesn't mean... Ben, like, meaning no. I, like, daydream too much. Well, my daydreaming to you meant that I was being creative in my head mm-hmm. or whatever. So those things just really hold no weight or water, and I keep those to rely on myself.
0: That's – I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing.
1: That was, like, Danny DeVito. I remember he – some agent or some – or his acting teacher said, you're never going to make it. You're too short. You're too fat and too ugly.
0: Mm,
2: wow.
1: And when he won an Academy Award, I can't remember what it was for. Mm. But he said – I really, he, I thought he was going to go into this beautiful speech about how he wanted to thank his drama teacher because he goes, I had this drama teacher way back in the day, and he just passed recently, and I really wish he was alive to see me win this because he told me that I was short, fat, and <laughs> ugly, and I would never make it. I just wish I could show him that I did. Yeah. Oh
0: my God, that's. So, I want to look that up. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. Some teachers just uh, are haters. weird but then again about
1: the sentimentality yeah you and i are maybe that's why we connect but i'll have to tell you that again not throwing shade but throwing shade at my daughter (laughs) i wrote her the most beautiful card that i spent a lot of time thinking about how i wanted to say and what i wanted to say and i wrote it down and bought this card that i thought was perfect Mm -hmm. and um i gave it to her and she was like thank you mommy that's nice thank you i was like you're welcome and i said like a couple weeks later, sweetheart, I'm going to take out the recycles. Can you give me the recycles that mm-hmm. you want from your room? And so she like brought out her trash can or whatever recycles. And I was taking them down and I was dumping things in the right recept rece- – help me out. Recep-
0: <laughs> Recyclable? No, like Receptacle? The- Oh, okay. Receptacle. No, I'm just like okay. missing the word. Games. Okay. <laughs> I was like, sometimes no help my all. brain
1: does not connect to my mouth. Um, <laughs> receptacle. And I, I was just about to like throw the paper one in and I saw the card on the top that I wrote.
3: No. Yeah. Oh
1: my and God. And so I was like, whoa, thank God I caught that. Mm-hmm. That would have been in the like garbage, gone forever. So I took it out and I come back upstairs. And I'm like, sweetheart, guess what? Thank God I caught it. I saw your card in the recycle. She goes, it's paper. <laughs> And I said, I know. And she goes, Yeah, so it's recyclable. And I was like, what? what? Like my heart was just ding, 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 just cracking all over. And I went, Oh no! But but why wouldn't you want to hold on to that? It was like for your sixteenth birthday. She goes, I know, but it's recyclable. And I read it, and I'm good with it. Like I, that was nice. Like I'll remember it. I'm like, But what if I die? Like, go, I go there. Like, yeah. but what if I die? It's You're going to want fair. that memory. Yeah. You're going to want to see it. She's like, no, I'll always remember it. I'm fine. She's just not. A, that's why sh- I like medieval places. Yeah. Because it's the past. It's history. And she likes Copenhagen.
0: She likes modern,
1: sleek Danish furniture. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So
1: she was fine. And she didn't mm-hmm. feel the need to, to hold on to it physically because she felt it. Right. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: But I kept it
0: put it in my box <laughs> I would do the same I would do the same I would not let that go no way. <laughs> that is so funny I'm like, yeah it's I feel like sometimes I forget that people aren't like that like aren't sentimental or yeah. like they just take things differently yeah yeah but I don't know then
1: like, we just have to learn to love and appreciate everybody for their own thing
0: exactly yeah and just on your end it's like you can just keep it and appreciate that letter yeah and, you know yeah that card Keep it for yourself.
1: Like, I've already written her poems for when I die. I know that's so morbid, but I'm like, she might really want to read how I was thinking or my love for her when I die. I'm sure, because I've told her a million times, if I die, go into this file on my computer and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it'll never be realized. So I sent it to a guy friend of mine, so at least someone will. Oh my
0: God, this kid, you're so smart. This is so funny. (laughs) This is so funny. I know she'll appreciate it, like, later Well, she just
1: thinks I'm being dark and morbid and ridiculous, but...
0: I think that's really sweet. Yeah, so
1: do I. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> it hits everyone different. It's I guess. lost
1: on the people that just don't. It doesn't matter to them. <laughs>
0: oh my God! Wow, that's hilarious. I feel like you probably have so many funny stories with your daughter.
1: Oh, we do.
0: <laughs> I'll, I just have back. to
1: say I've ne- We've never watched a show that relates to us so much as The Gilmore Girls. Oh,
0: really? I yeah, love that show. I love that show I can too.
1: See this. But every time we'd watch it, we'd sit there with our mouths agape, like, ah. Doing that like hand back and forth. Like
0: that's that's like us. That's like us. <laughs> Except
1: thank God I wasn't 16 when I had her. But
0: mm, other true. than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah.
1: And she hasn't gone through the really bad rebellious Rory Gilmore stage yet. Thank God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she'll pass that.
0: Maybe she'll just skip it. Yeah. she just, like, just skip it. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no guys like what's his face. The brooding jerk the one, Jesse, no Jesses, no Jesses allowed.
0: Is he, um? what's his name? Mm-hmm.
1: Familia, Vera Familiar, whatever his name is. He's oh, the on, Italian guy. Yeah, he's on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Art of Racing in the M-Milo Rain. Milo oh yeah. or whatever,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the Art of Racing in the, yeah, he's very cute. Yeah. Not the Art of Racing, I don't know him from that, I know him from, he's in This Is Us, I think.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh
1: my yeah. God, he's very talented. Yeah. So maybe the real guy, just not the, the character he plays, no Jesses. Yeah, fair. Yeah.
0: He was like my favorite character in that show. I know her. a lot me. of
1: the girls too, because everybody loves the brooding.
0: I <laughs> see. It's like angst, in real life, I
1: don't like that show. I yeah. know, I know, because they're sexy. There's something sexy about those ones.
0: It's just his eyes. It's
1: a mystery. Yeah, that mystery's get you every time. It's dangerous.
0: Okay, another question: What makes a house a home? The people who are in it. Mm. That's a simple answer. Yeah. Laughter.
2: Yeah.
1: All the things that have money have nothing to do with. Mm. The times you share, the stories you tell, people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like the support you have. Yeah, love because you,
1: have. you could decorate the shit out of your house. You could have the best art. You could have everything. But if you have no one in there to appreciate it with you, what's the point?
0: Yeah. Or if you're arguing amongst this yes. beautiful architecture, who the fuck yeah. cares? Yeah. Yeah. That was well,
1: easy. Easiest question. I ever. love
0: that answer. Okay, what do you wish you were better at saying no to currently?
1: Currently, Um, I think I've gotten really good at saying no. Mm -hmm. I was horrible at saying no. Yeah. I did everything for everyone and got way too involved in way too many things Mm because I didn't want to, I kind of brought it up before where I I didn't want anyone to think I wasn't nice. Right. So I always would say yes. Mm -hmm. There were even these things called like pity dates. Mm -hmm. Someone would ask you out and I didn't want to say no, so I'd go out. Mm -hmm. But one day, my friend dropped a jewel of wisdom on me and she said, Robin, I really haven't seen you a lot in the last like four or five months. I was mm-hmm. like, I know, I've just been so busy and blah, blah, blah. She goes, yeah, but you're busy with things that you don't necessarily need to be busy with that mm-hmm. aren't actually putting you further ahead. Mm-hmm. Right. She goes, you're saying yes to everybody. So you can give a little bit of yourself to a whole lot of people or you can really forge connection and give a lot of yourself to a few people. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you getting closer with the few people and really getting to know them and them to... To know you and that amazing bond and connection will be so much more beneficial in your life. But it's yeah. your choice. Oh. Fuck. And I was just like, whoa. And at that point in time, I said, no, I want to give way more of myself to fewer people. Mm. Like the quality over quantity thing.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: And it was hard to say no at 1st Mm-hmm. First. mm-hmm. But then slowly and slowly when I saw the benefits Mm -hmm. of really forging these amazing bonds and giving more of myself to the people that mattered, it made it easier. Mm. So I feel like I'm pretty good at saying no. I really overextend myself still, but it's overextending myself to things I want to do. right? Not that I feel like obligated to do Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, And even when it's no to being asked to do things at work when you're uncomfortable or if it's Mm -hmm. something where you feel like they're taking advantage... Right. Really good at saying no now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I know if I ever have a problem, like I'll, I know I can ask you for yes. the right advice. And I
1: think I put my finger on what, what the tip is. Does mm-hmm. everybody want a little insight into that oh, tip? Oh, of course. That tip is when you feel like you're being pressured into something mm-hmm. that's going to benefit you not at all and it's only for the selfish person that's literally just asking for things for themselves because they have no problem constantly getting people to do things for them. Yeah. Somehow turn it around and be like, it's amazing that you could even ask that of me. And when you kind of, because most people would be like, no, I'm sorry, I just can't. And they're like, well, why can't you just give, like, it's just an hour. And you're like, well, it's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you're apologizing and if you're like, well, I can't even believe you'd ask that of me because how is that going to at all benefit me? Yeah. Like, I I can see how it benefits you, but is that at all (laughs) going to benefit me? And if you really make them think, maybe sometimes they actually haven't even thought about it Mm -hmm. and you could be teaching them something.
0: 100%. Or
1: maybe they'll not be such freaking users all the time because there are takers maybe they're just takers and not givers and maybe you'll shed some insight or maybe at that same time they'll realize you're not one of those givers who will give 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 while they take 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 Mm. anymore Mm -hmm. and they just won't come to you they'll go to someone else
0: yeah that's true yeah yeah but at least you don't have to deal with it
1: Done. not your issue
0: oh my gosh i literally was listening to my favorite podcast which is the receipts podcast Shout <gasps> out to i them. need to listen to it because i oh, love podcasts it's so good they're british so like their accents are it's do they have subtitles get... i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> i do i watch Obviously. british
1: movies with subtitles oh really seriously i feel like i miss so much when i don't yeah, irish scottish it's, british south sometimes african it's necessary
0: yeah mm-hmm. no i feel that i wish I don't think there's an option for that, but like their accents are just a bit, their accents are a bit like thick. Yeah. So like it took me a while to get used to it. But one of the girls said, sometimes the best lesson you can give to someone is what their life looks like without you. And I was like, oh, this was right before you got here. And I literally paused and I was like, whoa. Yeah. And the other girl on the podcast was like, and the, the girl who was saying it, it's like she didn't realize how, how what impactful a jewel that was. That was. <gasps> because, you know, when Oprah does her podcast, she's like, that's a tweetable moment. Or she's like, that's oh, yeah, an she's aha aware. moment. <laughs> yeah, she always says that. But I was like, that's one of those moments. Wow. Is that not like That incredible? is every reason
1: for somebody to leave a partner or relationship where they're just, it's not good, not healthy. And maybe the best thing you can do is walk out of their life mm-hmm. so that they have the time to think about what it, what, what you meant to them in their exactly. life.
0: Exactly. And I asked my dad if he can make me a t-shirt that says, um, if you don't have gratitude, you'll have an attitude. Because um, I feel like that applies to so many things Hundred percent. like at work you know you're bitching about stuff it's like oh fuck this but then it's like if you actually take the time to realize why you're grateful to be in that position then your attitude will disintegrate and same thing with relationships you know like it's so easy to be like oh, love this it person pisses me off but while they're doing this it's annoying but if you actually take a second to like realize why you appreciate having them in your life then you'll have less of an attitude, you'll be more grateful for them, right? Love it. And if you can't get to a place where you realize why you're grateful for them, then you should not be with them. Yes. Simple
1: as that. Yes. That is so true for so many aspects in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, I want to wear a t-shirt. I'll wear it.
1: I'll wear (laughs) that (laughs) t-shirt. I think lots of people would wear that t-shirt. Yeah. Especially when you hear all these first world problems with everything else that's going on in the world. It's just like, how could you worry about your cell phone when Mm -hmm. people are dying in Syria? Yeah. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. And I think also, like, having that shirt would just remind myself, too, because, you know, you slip into, like, complaining occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all guilty of it. Mm -hmm.
1: But then it's being aware and going, oh gosh it's like oh yeah right
0: have some gratitude yeah
1: it really is a beautiful thing and it really has made a difference in my life to before you go to bed because you could have had a really shitty day Mm -hmm. and you could have been exhausted you could have been all these things to really like lie in bed and it's kind of if you're not a meditator I wish I could I'm not good at focusing my mind that long Mm. but for the five seconds like a squirrel that I can focus (laughs) my brain I do go Okay, out of all the things today, what are the things that I'm thankful for? What are Mm -hmm. the things that I have gratitude about? Right. And then, you know, they could be the same things you've said for the last five nights. Mm -hmm. But then you realize, wow, I am lucky. Because Mm -hmm. I also heard a quote that said something like, somebody would give anything they could To have the life that you live. Yeah. So even if you're complaining about your life, Mm -hmm. but maybe you have your health, someone who doesn't have their health would Mm -hmm. be like wanting to give anything to have your life, even though you don't see your life as being close to perfect. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, if that's not true, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah. No, that's so true. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are good. Yeah, it makes life
1: better to look at in in this perspective but Mm -hmm. I'm amazed at you Jade you always amaze me because these are things that I think a lot of people start thinking about in their 40s in their 50s in their 60s Mm. when they start seeing what is important in life and how the material things fall to the side for a lot of people and they're just like those aren't the things that matter right but for you at your age to like know these things see these things think these things Mm. you are so ahead of the game girl
0: Mm gonna make me emotional (laughs) no you
1: seriously are Mm -hmm. i'm like in awe of you amazed at you and adore you like all at the same time it's you you just should feel so thankful for whatever reason your brain got there
2: yeah because it'll
1: make your life a lot better because for knowing these things
0: yeah Mm -hmm. it's true i think like um uh instead of dwelling on things that have happened to me like growing up and stuff it's like you I just viewed it as like I have to spin this to a positive thing. And those know? things
1: made you stronger or they made you smarter or they made you who you are. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to accept the shitty things and not still be angry. There's nothing wrong with feeling upset about them or angry about of them. Of course, But yeah. just dwelling on that won't serve your life. Mm-hmm. So if you just focus on the things that are good, yeah, then those things will just fall, fall behind.
0: Yeah, because it's like a lesson to – help me somehow in the future whether it's like I don't want to be like that as a parent or I don't want to focus on just buying the newest gadget because you know it's like drugs like you'll never be satisfied exactly that it's like I know that feeling and I know the value of what I really appreciate in life like sentimental things yeah like um I'd rather, I'd much rather have a great conversation with someone at, over Christmas time than to get a gift from them. Oh, billion percent. That would mean billion so much percent. more. Like having someone's time and their attention means a million times yeah. more than a candle that I might, okay, I shouldn't say candle, a friend got me a candle. <laughs> no shade, but you know, it's like I would... well you can think of them every time you burn it yeah yeah and (laughs) And i'm just joking but i I mean not really but yeah yeah but i've also had like great conversation with that person and i'm grateful for the gift but it's just like having that that meant so much more yeah like i had tea with that person and had a conversation with her and that meant a lot more to me yeah of course because it's like i'll probably not remember the candle in 10 years you'll but never I'll always reman- remember, remember the candle in 10 years yeah. unless
1: you burn your face I mean with it's a it. pretty
0: good candle but like, I know but if <laughs> like
1: I mean unless you're like permanently scarred by it and you're like that candle yeah yeah, yeah. But you won't
0: yeah yeah but I'll always remember like her in that conversation you know right so yeah it's just like lessons I've learned to appreciate more things and it's it's always like it's kind of upsetting in a way but like I try not to get upset at the same time but like Like one girl I was talking to recently, she was just like, oh, um, I feel like you're perfect. I was like, I'm not, girl, I'm not perfect at all. I have a lot of flaws and you just don't see it because you always happen to see me and good settings like at work or whatever yeah
1: and but, also thank you social media yeah yeah and
0: it's all false like yeah. it's not no okay. it's
1: not all false but you're seeing what someone said is perfect is just you're seeing the highlight reel. yeah exactly you're not seeing yeah the behind the scenes
0: yeah and it's like a yeah. lot of it is a false perception mm-hmm. of who i am and i just, just like tv me. is
1: we put the glossy on the tv mm-hmm. right and not the uh, ugly
0: part yeah yeah and it's just i feel like when i talk to people and they say like oh like you're an old soul or like oh you're wise about this you know if they ask me for advice and I give them advice it's just kind of like they they don't understand why I've come to the conclusion of giving that advice Mm -hmm. they just think it maybe comes out of nowhere but they don't think I've been through stuff Mm -hmm. if that makes sense oh yeah like they they don't see or hear the history ever because I don't drag it along with me every day because I don't want it to weigh me down every day right so I'm like I'm being as optimistic as i can with right. my life but people sometimes tie that to like you haven't struggled right if that makes sense right so it just it's like a weird like thing where it's like i i just do i don't want to talk about all the shit i've been through every time i talk to someone new and we get into a deep and talk like
1: what i mean if people have struggle and overcome struggle mm-hmm. then that's amazing and all the credit to them and that brings them the lessons that they needed and can make them a stronger person, but you you can still be an awesome person and have tons to give and tons to share without struggle mm-hmm. like one hundred percent we have so much focus on maybe and it, there needs to be a focus put on it for people that might have been um less privileged or have been given a shitty go at life. We need to focus on that because people need to start from a more even field Mm -hmm. um, and that would be lovely and that's how the world should work Mm -hmm. but At the same time, we can't look at people that haven't had these horrible tragedies or no struggle and look at them as being weaker or less than because they haven't. Mm -hmm. We don't want those for people. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if everybody could live a joyful, blissful life?
0: Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, the only thing people would hope maybe, or the people who are conscious, is that people don't go through life unconsciously. Mm -hmm. And that's where maybe the first world problem shit comes from. Yeah. Because they don't realize that there's so much more out there. But that's an emotional a maturity thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's called EQ. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Emotional, quote, Um,
0: Yeah, like, or there's, like, emotional intelligence. Yeah, like like IQ and EQ. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and the EQ is just, you know, maybe they haven't had experiences does bring Mm -hmm. a higher EQ, but you can also get to the EQ by other ways, by other means and ways as well. Yeah, for sure. I
0: don't think you have to go through it, but if you're able to put yourself in other Mm -hmm. people's shoes and you care enough to do that. Yeah, then, like, I think you can understand people on that level I think it just kind of I wish people would um think more into things when they see or meet someone who is very wise and because I I do think that a lot of the time the wisest people have gone through a lot of shit they have and it's just it's forced them to think about things exactly
1: but sometimes not though there's sometimes people have gone through so much shit and they're still in the same place Mm -hmm. 40 50 years later and they've never
0: Processed it. Yeah. And never
1: looked at it in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I just
0: think like the people who have processed it and have a lot of great things to say, but they're also like able to be very positive. It's so valuable.
1: There's such valuable things they can teach us. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: but it's just like that doesn't just come. Out of nowhere with right. never having experienced anything right. and never have you know it's like they've gone through yeah. it processed it and they've taken something valuable from it and now they're trying to live their best lives kind yeah of thing. yeah yeah so i'm just kind of like oh my god like it's just you know because if they see me on set and i'm just like oh i'm like i'm on set i'm happy i'm glad to be here like i like working on set so it's like that's the side that people see and then Um, you know, I always end up having a deep talk with people (laughs) Mm -hmm. about stuff and then it's just like they don't make the connection. It's like, like someone has literally been like, oh, well, what have you been through? And I'm like, what the fuck? That's
1: just so emotionally immature. So I just can't believe someone would ask that. Yeah. So, but
0: it, and it also is maybe like I, they can't just comprehend what it would be that I've gone through, but it's also like, I'm not just going to like put it out there to just anybody you know? yeah exactly I think that's the
1: time when you're allowed to like invent something like well my dad was abducted by aliens when I was six okay so if you don't know what that feels like then I'm sorry (laughs) I think that warrants that like I think you're allowed to yeah true
0: yeah Yeah. it's been interesting but I think it's it's also like but that's why
1: we should also respect our elders I think that's Mm -hmm. a very important thing because I mean not every elder deserves respect right because some of them we're assholes, yeah. Or they didn't learn from anything. Mm-hmm. But there is so much knowledge and wisdom in a lot of our elders. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Especially if they're willing to share that with you. Yeah, that's a very like beautiful thing, I think. Yeah, because you could so easily just keep it to yourself. Yeah, that's why I think it's it is important to share like what you've been through. Um, but just if it comes from a place of where you've processed it, I think that's the healthiest way to share it with someone. Whereas if you're still like I don't know, bitter and angry. Yes. You could be wearing it right on energy. the surface,
1: and it's like the the wound as opposed to the scab has healed kind yeah, of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to put out bad energy. Right. But if it's like putting it out in a I don't know with the intention of it being helpful I think it's important right because it breaks the stigma of like then that's
1: that campsite things. rule like leave somebody in better condition than when you found them mm. if it's just going to bring them down and make them feel awful about life and their future then don't that's tell true. them something that's horrible
0: yeah yeah no that's true yeah that's good advice for not you.
1: mine just passing it on <laughs>
0: <laughs> no credit <laughs> and one of those I can't take credit no fair fair um and how do you define success that's our last question
1: I really define success by fulfillment. Mm. Literally, to me, it has nothing to do with money. Mm. I've seen super, quote unquote, air quotes, successful people who are absolutely miserable and Mm. there's no part of me that would want what they have in exchange Mm -hmm. for being able to have people say, oh, they're successful. Right. That's a certain idea of success. Mm -hmm. A lot of society's standard of success, Mm -hmm. not mine. And the more that I can walk away from that idea of it, Mm. the happier I am. And Mm -hmm. I say this with all honesty because money can come, money can go. I've had good amounts of money when I was doing shows and it was coming in Mm -hmm. and I've had Money where I was so poor, literally I did not know how I was going to eat.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I was eating power bars because that's all I could afford for my meal while I was feeding my daughter.
3: Mm.
1: But once you've been at that level
3: mm-hmm.
1: of really going, oh my God, okay, today I can only eat dinner.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But you still know that you can survive. And, mm-hmm. and in saying this, I don't want to sound like I am, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like... I don't want to sound like I have a certain amount of privilege with that. Even being able to say that, I realize I do mm-hmm. because people have had it so much even worse than that. Yeah. Because I know I always would have a, a, a couch to stay on if I needed to. I could call mm-hmm. people. I have a support system. Right. So in that, I'm lucky as well
2: mm-hmm.
1: and privileged. But just saying I wasn't because I'm too proud to ask people for money or whatever. Having been at that point mm-hmm. and knowing I could survive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it kind of gave me the freedom to not fear it anymore.
2: Oh, okay. It was
1: incredible. Mm-hmm. So I'm so thankful for it. It also made me more thankful for the things I do have. Mm-hmm. Like when Christmas or Hanukkah comes around And there were so many years where I would be crying because I couldn't afford to really buy any gifts. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about the gifts, but just wanting to give gifts to people. Mm -hmm. And so when I can now buy some gifts, I'm so thankful for those Mm -hmm. and for the fact that I had enough money to buy a couple gifts when I couldn't before.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So um, what I realized is I have some friends, I don't want to mention who they are, but they retired when they were in their 30s and Mm. they are so beyond wealthy Mm -hmm. and I love them dearly as people Mm -hmm. but the two of them have major relationship problems, Mm -hmm. super toxic, super unhealthy. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I can't imagine living in that kind of uh, turmoil every day. It would make my stomach be turned over Mm -hmm. and stress me out to no end Mm -hmm. and kind of issues with their kids or both not feeling like their careers were fulfilled or like feeling Mm -hmm. there's obligations they don't really want like there's all these not great things that i wouldn't want yet people are like wow look how successful they are Mm -hmm. i mean they retired at this they live in a huge house Mm -hmm. they have every bit of financial freedom they could want and you know Yes. Is it nice when Sienna and I are able to do things with them because they're paying for it and we can have the luxury of doing those things with it? Sure. Mm -hmm. If I couldn't have it and wish that they could have the fulfillment and the happiness that I, have for the most part, have,
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I would wish that for them. Right. Because I would not take that money and give up what I have over that. Mm -hmm. So to me... My definition of success has changed over the years. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where I'm sitting with it right now. Nice. I think it's the relation, the most successful people are the people who have forged the most amazing relationships with people. Mm -hmm. That's my definition of success.
0: Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that.
1: Because not everyone can do that. No. But anyone can go out and work their ass off and make money. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like you can't always, you can make as much money as you can, but if you don't have your health, mm-hmm. you can't buy that. Yep. I mean, you can help it maybe with some good doctors and private clinics, but you can't, it's not something you can buy back. So at the end of the day, what's the thing that matters the most?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of um, a quote i read recently where um, I don't think she is the original person who said it, but Portia de Rossi said to Ellen DeGeneres um, and their wedding vows, I think, that it's wonderful to feel loved, but it's profound to be understood. Wow. And um, I think that a lot of wealthy people might not even have love, like pure love, because there's a lot of people who chase money and seek money and they're with people because of their money and not for the company of that person. Right. Um like their first and foremost reason is money and that's not love No, in my eyes anyway. No. And so I And I
1: do want to say that's not to discount that there can't be really really wealthy people who are deep and profound and understand and listen and exact. love. Oh, there 100%. are. 100%. But there's a lot of people who are not even willing to look into what real love can be because they're so just consumed by yeah. With their idea of successes. 100%. Because
0: a lot of people who, um, their intention, of whatever they're doing. Yeah, they might want to make money, of course, but then they love what they're doing so much that money just happened to follow with it. But they know the value of what they were seeking in the first place, which was fulfillment. Yes. Without the money. Yes. (laughs) But money just comes with it. And of course, everyone wants money. They want to be able to be comfortable and all that stuff. And it's nice if you are wealthy and able to do things. But I just feel like people lose track of what really matters so yeah yeah, like
1: because I mean I do feel that Oprah gets it Mm -hmm. I do feel like she does and she has a ton of money and she does a lot of good for people and I feel like she listens and she empathizes and she understands I mean Mm -hmm. she's a little out of touch sometimes when Mm -hmm. she's like oh if you're feeling stressed out do something for yourself take yourself to a spa I'm like
2: Mm.
1: honey not everybody can afford a spa yeah but for the most part I do feel like she is a very well rounded person who mm-hmm. has a lot of money, yes. or like someone like Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. There's just certain people I follow. Like she's really down to earth. She's all about the gratitude and her family and all that. Mm-hmm. And she does projects she loves. They might be indies, they might not be the ones that are the multi million dollar projects. Mm-hmm but she does it because she loves them and she's fulfilled and she wants her kids to be fulfilled and she has a beautiful, from what I see, again, it's all what we see, but Mm -hmm. the way they talk to each other and play with each other back and forth, her Mm -hmm. and her husband in their like little social media stuff, like, they have a solid thing going and my friend is is a friend of hers and her hairstylist and he always talks so highly of all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that to me is success. That's yeah. really great success because they are very well-rounded. But when you have a money successful person come to me, mm-hmm. and this has happened many times, and says, I don't understand. I've done everything I wanted to do with my life. I got my degree. I have an amazing job. My 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 employees respect me. I have at this incredible company. I make so much money and yet I cannot have a good relationship to save my life.
3: Mm. And
1: I always say, well, did you put as much time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears into a relationship as you did your business? Mm. Meaning, if something happens late at night, will you get on the phone and talk about it? Just like if an investor calls you and you need to you know, smooth something out and you take the time and effort and put it in.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If someone you're dating comes to you and says this, do you take the time to smooth it out? Do you show appreciation for the partner you're with like you do your employees do you do that because I'm telling you if you put as much time and effort into your relationship as you do your business Mm. you would see the fruits of that but you don't people just expect love to happen relationships to happen Mm. they should be the easy thing the thing I come home to and I don't have to put work into Mm -hmm. well I'm sorry you get what you put out like you get out what you put in
0: yeah no that's so true that's such good advice so my days (laughs) oh no I'd be
1: saying this to someone my age they'd be like yeah and (laughs) (laughs) see but you're gonna know that so far ahead yeah true yeah
0: and again and I'm grateful for that but you can't you
1: can't get out something like it's like it's like if you tend if you don't tend your garden and you Mm -hmm. don't water it and you don't pull out the weeds and you don't give it love and nourishment Mm. you're not gonna have any fruits or flowers yeah So why are you shocked when you don't have that when you've put no time in?
0: Yeah. No, it makes so much sense. It's so simple, but for some reason. To anything in life,
1: it's to your career. If you just sit around waiting, why would it just happen? Yeah. If you like tend to that garden, eventually Mm -hmm. you're going to see flowers budding.
2: Mm
0: hmm
1: Things happening.
2: Yeah.
0: Maybe think- not in
1: Vancouver, but I no, was joking. <laughs> just
0: joking, everybody. Uh, it's priorities, though. Yeah. And, it, it, like, the thing about um, kind of two distinct paths, like, merging, like, in relationships, I feel like if it's the right person who wants to see you grow, like, you can be building your relationship and also building your career, and they're helping 100%. you do that. Which
1: is another thing, like... 100%. And they should want to... Be able to watch you flourish and grow and not be jealous of your growth, and mm-hmm. not feel threatened by it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like another reason why I like think of these things is I was so quiet when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like the quietest kid ever. Like I would be at school, not at home, but at school. You were thinking. Absor- you were yeah. just sitting
1: there thinking.
0: Yeah. I'd be observing people and then thinking about it and, you know, processing things and seeing how people work and stuff and... I think that's where a lot of this comes from. Well, there's a quote
1: to do with something like that, that the wise one is not the one who speaks, but the one who listens. Mm. Because it is true. I mean, most of the time what people say, and this is why I feel weird having this, like podcast interview because it's like does it really matter what I think at the end of the day everybody comes up with their own stuff and it doesn't matter but it's just mm-hmm. little bits of insights or you can take from it what you want not take yeah. from it what you want and you'll exactly. learn on your in your own time or your own path and most of you probably know everything more than me like I don't know but the older you get that's true the older you get if you are a thinker
2: mm-hmm.
1: introspective you'll realize the less you actually know yeah and you'll be okay with that. And we were talking about something before when we said something about changing and changing. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember a thought came in my head. It's just like even though you think you know who you are in your twenties, it's going to change by your thirties. It's going to change by your forties.
3: Mm.
1: And if, at first, you're going to feel uncomfortable with the change because you're like, "But I, but I know who I am, or that's who I am. Isn't that who I am? Yeah. But then as you get older, you just have to be more and more okay with going. Maybe that's not who I am now. Mm, Yeah. Because how can I be the same person in my 20s as I am now when I've experienced so many more experiences since my 20s? Yeah. That would show that I've had no emotional growth Mm -hmm. or any growth at all or experiential growth Mm -hmm. if I'm still that same person I was in my 20s. I should be different now. I should have different feelings and thoughts towards things than I did then. Yeah. Some people have really strong political views one way and then feel bad about changing them later, but you you're shouldn't. Led, it's yeah. because of however your life led you, you feel differently now.
0: 100%. And you're allowed to change your mind. I think people forget that. 100%. And there's also like a quote, which I don't remember by who, oops, but um, it's like the wise person knows that they don't know everything. Exactly. Like yeah. So it's like you never, you the will same never as know everything
1: the more you know you realize the less you know yeah exactly
0: so I think like um what I like about my podcast and about having guests and whatever is no matter what they have to say I think hearing a new perspective is like a little spark and the spark might might not always catch in people's heads but sometimes like there's one thing you say like Um, That can change someone's
1: perspective. And
0: yeah, and it makes you just go, oh, I never thought about that that way. And then you go and think about it. And Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't lead them to change anything in their lives, I think just having that new thought changes something about them. Like if they're used to doing the same thing over and over again every single day and then hearing you talk sparks a new thought in their head. Isn't that amazing in itself? I love it.
1: And that's why I love talking to everybody every day. Mm -hmm. The people you'd least expect it. And oh, damn. Someone. Okay. I don't know if you have to, like, whatever you do at the end, I'm going to leave you with a gem that someone gave me the other day. Oh, amazing. Oh, I remember it. I don't remember who it's by, but I actually remember the quote. Okay. It says, speak to everybody that you come across in the day Mm -hmm. as though they have something that they can teach you
0: amazing. Isn't it? Yeah.
1: Because I was just like, you know, you walk down the street and there could be a man who's, who picks something out of the garbage. Mm -hmm. And I, I befriend the ones in my neighborhood who that's, they like to dumpster dive because they make well, I'm going to tell you what I learned from this man when I had a conversation. Mm -hmm. He was telling me what he used to do and he used to be in the rat race with everybody else and he said it just didn't suit him. He Mm -hmm. didn't like it. He felt stifled. He didn't feel free and he didn't like it. And I said, fair enough. I understand that. I get it. And he said... Oh, Robin, your brain, your this is menopause. Uh, there should be a podcast called This Is Menopause. <laughs> you can start with it. Well, I was going to say, you, well, yeah, sure, true, sure I could, but you could too when you go through it eventually. Um, but uh, he was saying the reason why he does this now is because, I mean, I guess I was just saying that he loves the freedom, as his own time, his own way, and, you know, he can talk to people, he can... I don't know. He's in his terms. He doesn't have the... the, Nobody is telling him how he has to live his life. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I realized how much more we have in common than different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because the main thing that fuels him and I are the same things. Yeah. So he's taught me about... I could have looked at people who were dumpster diving or someone who decided to live on the street and have an assumption about them before. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm going wow that was his effing choice he didn't he wasn't I mean different people are on the street for different reasons and no judgment as to what got them there I don't walk in their shoes Mm. and you know fuck like
3: Mm.
1: we're all one step away from being homeless or having an issue which could take us there
0: yeah but
1: when he explained to me why it's like I got to learn that piece of information and that knowledge which changed my perspective Mm. and so if we talk to everybody even if there's someone that you think is going to annoy you or even if you think it's a waste of your time to talk to them yeah start as an exercise everyone when you talk to someone go what in what they're saying to me can I learn about like what what Mm. are they teaching me and it really Mm. makes you so much more connected to every person you talk to
0: it's so true
1: and there is something to be learned from every single person
0: yeah 100%. yeah. 100%. Even if
1: it's you, you've learned you don't want to spend more than 5 minutes with that person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, and you can think like why? Yeah, why? We, What's know?
1: triggering you? What annoys you? And yeah. why?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like when I went back to Scotland I was like talking to someone who was gossiping basically. It's yeah. like small town mentality. And just talking to them it made me be like holy fuck, I am so grateful for my life in Vancouver, and the people that I know, and the fact that we talk a bit more than just, like, the the neighbor whose daughter slept with the local policeman, or whatever the hell it was, like, I was like, I don't care, but, like, talking to that person, I was like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's what I was thinking, and it made me feel grateful, so I was like, this conversation was worth it, it." and I don't want to have it again, but, like, you know? Because you don't need the same lesson twice if you can take something from it the first time. Right. But. And then yeah. you can
1: also ask why it triggered you so much. What exactly. about that? But so every time you do have that maybe lesson twice or three times or nine times.
0: Yeah. you're still learning something. Some, yeah, yeah. You're learning something. Why does, still does it still me. annoy me? <laughs> exactly. <like laughs> why can't I just breathe and have her say her piece? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not at peace with that yet. And yeah. that's a lesson in itself. Yeah. So you're constantly learning. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing. That's one thing that background has taught me, which it's such a random job, or whatever, like to the outside person, it just it seems like, ooh, this. But I always say to people, the best thing I love about the job is how many different people you meet and Absolutely. can talk to. And like, there's some crazy people and there's like the best people I've ever met yes. and everything in between. Yes, and such every a single melting conversa- pot. Yeah, every yeah. single conversation that I've had has done exactly that, taught me something. And that's every day I get to go to work. And I just think yeah, that's incredible. It is
1: incredible. Yeah. We're kind of like a Petri dish. <laughs> yeah. In a way. <laughs> but creating good things like penicillin.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. No, I know for a fact that like everything you've said, every single thing on this is going to be helpful to somebody out there. Aww. Even if it's just one person. Well, I
1: can't wait till I learn things from all you guys at some point (laughs) when I have a conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say thank you so, so much for having me today. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just for asking me to do this, which I feel so honored, Mm -hmm. but the fact that we actually got to sit down. I don't even know how long we've been here. And you were supposed to be somewhere going at five. But anyways, that we um, got to have this meaningful, deep conversation because this is what life is all about. I agree. And I hope we do more of this and it doesn't have to be. Yeah.
0: On a podcast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, on air, off air, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't wait. That's why I always appreciate your company. Oh my gosh, me it's too. Always like that, and I'm so honored to have you on my podcast. I've been like itching to have you on it for so long. Oh, I thought like, you just forgot about it. <laughs> no, oh my god, no. Just life, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. Also, I mean,
1: I because I don't think I'm important at all. <laughs>
0: or, you're like I'm not. Okay, you're like one of my favorite this, people. Okay, just FYI, and, and that's
1: why I'm so thrilled to do it. Yeah. But like I just said, like it feels weird. You you see, I don't really put anything on my Instagram. It mm-hmm. feels, I'm not in this new generation where I feel like not that I see everybody else as that or I've had to learn to get over it, but I kind of always felt like it's bragging. Mm. And when we were young, if you were to go into class and like for show and tell, show anything other than your pet rock, or you'd be like, (laughs) oh, I was in a Bay catalog. Like I, I, oh, this is a Canadian reference, guys, but it would be like in a Macy's catalog. Right. Um, Look at this. Look at these. I was in these pictures. You'd literally get beat up because everyone's like, oh, you're a show off. Who cares? Like, my my God, God, why are you showing off? So it's so weird to me to like think that your opinion matters or that... And it's something you have to reckon with in yourself going, everybody's opinion matters. That includes mine.
3: Mm. Because mm. people
1: can take it or doesn't don't have to take it. And if it helps, great. And if it doesn't, who cares? Yeah. And I'll do the same for others. But it's so hard mm. to get over that hump in your head to go, why should I post a picture? Who the hell cares about my life? No one should care. Right. Or, but maybe someone will find beauty in that thing I created. Mm. Or maybe... By posting something about this foundation, it'll bring money to the foundation or whatever. So yeah. there is importance and people can take it or leave it or whatever. Yeah. I, 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 I got to get over my own
0: shit, guys. No, that, this is so interesting because it's like the narcissist culture that, you know, people call yeah. it as narcissism. And I'm like, is it actually narcissism, which is like a personality disorder? Or is it just like what we're calling kind of... Um, with the old generation
1: is. is calling the new generation. Yeah. Because it's just so different from ours. Yeah. And I just guess we need to like understand it. But whenever I do post something, I always feel like I'm, I'm walking onto the dark side.
2: Right.
0: It
1: feels really unnatural.
0: I've I totally felt that way too, especially when I started posting like my modeling portfolio. It felt really weird to do it and I felt the same way but then I started viewing it more as for myself as kind of like a diary or a catalog of things interesting and That which my again perspective. where
1: you're doing it for yourself yeah and then if things come if you become an influencer or if your numbers grow or followers it does mm-hmm. but if it doesn't doesn't matter you're yeah. just basically doing it for
0: if you know that
1: and it's kind of required of models and actors now anyways.
0: Yeah. And it's like I cuz I was saying to someone on set, we were talking about the Kardashians and the one woman said like, "Oh, like they're narcissists and blah blah blah." And I wasn't in the conversation, but I was like, "Excuse me, like I was just wondering like what exactly makes them narcissists to you?" Cuz I was curious because mm-hmm. I personally don't really like the Kardashian family or mm-hmm. it's not like I, I don't hate them. I'm just them. tired of seeing them I, everywhere for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. They're really I feel.
1: wonderful shrewd business people. Like oh, excellent. Amazing. And that should be respected because they work their butts off.
0: 100%. Talk about
1: working their butts off. Yeah. I don't know, Will Smith, you might have some competition in that work (laughs) category.
0: True. Yeah, no, they've done, like, an incredible thing with their careers and stuff. But um, I just, I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of them, right? Mm -hmm, So I was mm -hmm. just asking her out of curiosity and I wasn't looking to attack from the other side. right. And so I asked her and she just said, like, yeah, like, I don't know. They just always post, like you know, pictures and videos of themselves. And I was like, okay, well the thing is like I do that too and it's like I was think I've been thinking about this and it's more so like to me I'm like someone might view my Instagram and be like holy shit it's just like literally pictures of her she's fucking full of herself she's a narcissist blah 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 and I'm like I feel like you're viewing that from an angle of you're assuming that I think I'm better than you because I'm posting pictures of myself right but you don't actually know me as a person and I know that I'm not better than any other person out there who doesn't even have Instagram I'm not better than any other human on this planet right I just happen to be sharing pictures of myself so
1: it's their projection Yeah. yeah and
0: it's like My intention behind it is like, I get work through posting my portfolio on Instagram. But I kind of feel like there's some people that I've stopped following because
1: it irritates me. And Mm -hmm. I definitely need to look into why. Mm -hmm. And there's some people that post the same amount of pictures and it doesn't irritate me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where nuance comes in. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. we're still going to keep talking. Um, I think that's where nuance comes in in the sense that... um, If you feel a desperation that someone's posting it for the instant gratification or the validation, Mm. that part maybe annoys me, but I think it annoys me because it makes me sad for that person. I'm such an empath that I'm feeling their void or their emptiness or their needing for Mm. validation. Mm -hmm. Whereas if someone's posting it and you see that's kind of their page or that's their business website or that's their portfolio or they're doing it for business reasons mm-hmm. and you don't see that desperation mm-hmm. it doesn't bug me right so I think two people doing the same thing I don't follow one I follow the other and I think it's because I'm feeling the nuance in my gut it could be a gut thing it could be a A mind thing I don't know true
0: but I think the fact that you're willing to be like why does this bother me I need to look into that that's literally why I ask myself every time something bothers me because I bring up the Kardashians quite a bit like in a way that I'm like annoyed how much um the world values Seeing their stuff versus like, well, I know that
1: I'm annoyed that their emphasis is all about, I mean, what they've put out there at least. It might not be their real one, but their persona that they give out is all about superficiality and name brands and owning and money. Yeah. And I don't share those values. Right. So it kind of annoys me because it's nothing that's adding to my life. It's not making my life any better. Right. So it's just like, it's like an annoyance. It's like a bug that's buzzing around your head. Yeah. It doesn't change my life, but it's just annoying.
0: That is a perfect way of explaining it because I've I was like why I need to figure out why this bothers me so much that's like literally the past few weeks I'm like why do the Kardashians bother me so much and what you just said explains it because I just feel like it doesn't add anything to my life and also just the consumption of it because you're saying about Will Smith's family you're like from what we see they seem like an incredible family and I think at the end of the day they could be the worst people ever behind the scenes for all we know but at least what they're trying to they're put out there is something with the intention of po- positivity and adding to people's lives so like with the red table talks and same with had. the
1: obamas like you could question his politic policies and politics and lots of people died under his watch mm-hmm. but the one thing that he put out there and continues to put out there especially with michelle who i love mm-hmm. is the hope yeah and i think a lot of people at that point in time needed hope and they put out positivity and they put out growth Mm -hmm. and and seeing people for individuals and like a lot of those social issues they were like amazing about so you know we can see what we want to see in that and if that works for you and aligns with you that's great Mm
0: -hmm. and like yeah and the person that annoys me the least in the Kardashian family is Kim because she's actually tried to do things that are more positive like she's tried to help people who are wrongfully accused of crimes yeah. and whatnot so that is yeah. like, oh you know it, yeah but just otherwise i don't want to like really see it and i don't want to really hear maybe about she's it.
1: doing that because she knows she's changing or she's thought more deeply about things and mm-hmm. her consciousness is changing and maybe she realizes she could do more good in the world by that yeah. than by putting out her girdles
0: and at, the end, <laughs> and at the end of the day <laughs> although I like, hear they're really good yeah, I'm I, sure. people said they are amazing I'm sure but you know it's like at the end of the day like um, they can do whatever the hell they want they don't have to do anything positive it's that's their choice just like yeah. it's my choice how i live my life yeah, but exactly. i'm just like i don't want to consume it and i yeah, don't, you wanna, don't need to i don't want to hear people talking about the kardashians at work when syria just got bombed and no one gives a fuck about that that's right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, because it's basically
1: <laughs> consuming empty calories yes
0: exactly when you can
1: nourish yourself with really healthy food or you're just yeah. sitting there aimlessly mindlessly eating one chip after the other exactly Not to say that i don't love chips i do i
0: love chips Me too but But you know what I'm saying? But
1: if, okay, just to leave you on this note, I'm going to give two amazing Instagram accounts that Mm -hmm. I follow that make me so happy.
2: Okay,
1: yeah. Um, One is called Shake My Beauty. Mm -hmm. And one is called Born Different. Okay. And there are all these people that came into this world for whatever reason different Mm -hmm. um, from conditions they deal with health wise or the way they look physically or whatever Mm -hmm. and they are such beautiful positive videos and little snippets into their life as told by them for how they view their life and how they want to make a difference in this world Mm -hmm. super uplifting and guys there is you know I know when you look at the news or turn on the news it's always negative 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 and it really starts to affect me because Mm -hmm. my heart literally bleeds for everything
2: right
1: I usually have one cry at least a day because of something I read in the news. Right. There's a um, website called the Good News Network.
0: Mm, I've heard of this. Did I tell you about it? I think so. Okay. And
1: literally you go on and it might be a sad story, but it has a good outcome. Mm. It's literally people that are doing wonderful things in the world, how things are changing for the better, um, wonderful stories where people have helped each other or communities come forward or whatever. If you need just a nice dose before you go to bed so you don't have nightmares of just lovely things for humanity, yeah. the Good News Network. Amazing. Really good.
0: Oh, Okay, Anyways. I'll put those in the description as well so pe- it's easier for people to like click it.
1: Okay, and that'd be amazing. Out. Anyways, we're going to have like a huge that. hug, guys.
0: thank you so much for having me oh my god you're the best oh you're the best best. oh my gosh okay well thank you for the great talk and my pleasure yeah thanks for blessing whoever listens to this (laughs) with your wise words and thanks for blessing me when i meet you on the street oh hi guys (laughs) all right bye for now If you have any comments, questions, concerns, or requests for future episodes, please email imanadultnowwhat at gmail.com. I read every email and would love to hear from you. Please subscribe to receive future updates on episodes. And if you feel like it, please rate this podcast on your streaming platform of choice.